one of the main reasons of why I embarked on this journey of trying to, you know, independently make uh, an animated feature-length film is because the technology allowed me to. Like, there's no freaking way I would have I would have even thought of doing this um, just a, just literally like two years ago. Like, there's no way. Yes, it's been a long time since we've had you on the podcast. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been like five years, I think. Um, yeah, maybe even more. I think it sometime. Five or six. Yeah, sometime in 2017 um, is where when it all started. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots yeah. has happened. You've went like full on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can tell probably. Well, la- last time we spoke, well, not last time, just a few months ago last time, but uh, uh, last time we spoke on the podcast, that was like audio only. I had a lush, full head of hair. And now, <laughs> five years later, uh, after intense periods of uh, CGI work, uh, this is what happens. So, and, and now you just... Yeah, and now you decide to do video podcasts. So, so thanks for that, Ash. Uh, but uh, this is so people can know what to expect, you know, if you go down this road. Yeah, I, I cover my shame with a beanie <laughs> or a toque or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been a, I'm trying to think of, I, I base everything based on the projects that we have done. And, you know, everything kind of grows and stuff. And last night as I was, gearing my mind up to have this conversation with you via the podcast i was like let me go back through all of your work and like really get a grasp of how crazy things have been for you this past five or six years since the last podcast i gotta tell you it's really um it's humbling and inspiring to see how fast and agile like how fast you move through all this stuff it's really wonderful you've taken to so many new technologies and embraced them Last time we spoke, I think it was Freight was the project that you were working on. I believe it was Freight. I could be wrong. Uh, on the on the podcast or just in general? No, on the podcast. Oh, no, it was, podcast. Sorry, yeah. No, on the podcast it was probably it was IFCC. Freight was uh, later. Freight became, was like. Uh, that's yeah. right. I think you're showing me some stuff from it yeah. because I think at oh, that yeah, time yeah, you yeah. were using Redshift and you were asking me about yeah. it. I think because the fog and the v, the volume aspect of it, how strong it was and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the man, IFCC. Okay, I'm what I'm doing is I'm trying to track this. So if you're listening to the podcast and you don't know who Sava is or if you're you didn't listen to the early episode, please please just find it. I'll find we'll make it sure that we have links in the to show notes for you, but that way you can kind of take that podcast and butt it up against this one. I I think that your work is is the work that I always share with people that are have aspirations to merge their creative storytelling and also using new technologies to make them happen. I think that you're a perfect person for that in regards to referencing. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, thank, thanks for saying so, man. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never looked at it like that. I mean, the, the whole kind of Unreal Engine thing um, was sort of like a 
perfect storm kind of a perfect moment as it kind of came out but i mean as you say like when you when you look back at it uh, you know a similar thing happened you know when i started kind of doing this stuff um started as in started to focus on directing mainly um a similar thing happened to me with octane as well which is kind of what allowed me to dive into animation a little bit more um so so it is it is kind of you know i, I didn't look at it like that back back then but um it definitely had a, a, a big impact on kind of um allowing me you know providing me with the ability to do stuff you know without a huge render farm which was like insane just a couple of years ago and now fast forward i mean you look at it like in the grand scheme of things we like last time we spoke it was five years ago but like things have changed so drastically in those five years that it's it's Mm. insane um even the stuff that you know i was able to do back then you know at home just how much it changed right now is just absolutely like incomparable um with unreal with all the metahuman stuff it's just uh you know, it allows me to do the stuff that I, I couldn't even imagine that I would be able to do in like, you know, my, <laughs> I don't know if my lifetime is the right example, but uh, I don't, sure. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shit at, you know, predicting things. Um, so we like, all are. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like three years ago, uh, if you asked me like, oh, you know, if you do, do you want to use Unreal Engine? I would be like, hell no. You know, like I'd be like, nah, that's not for me. And now I'm like the biggest fanboy ever. <laughs> so, so you know, things change um, quite. Your old version of you sounds like me currently. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah, that that was one of the things I took away from when I, yeah. uh, for, when I was observing all your work. And apologies for interrupting, but the one no, thing no, I, I I was really taken away from is like I need to stop getting in my own way. You know, I need to stop being comfortable with the tools that I have just because they're there and I need to evolve past them. This is something that I have in the, in my show notes mm-hmm. and things to talk about, but we're going to talk about the technical side of things, of course, too, but I don't want to just lump your work into that because you're first and foremost, in my opinion, a director and a storyteller. And I think that's a real important thing to differentiate, but I think what makes you so unique in my eyes, because you're not here amongst the Hollywood system you're out in Belgrade, you have to figure out your own way, which I think is wonderful. And your style evolves from that, which is also great. I always, you know, people will get tired of me saying this, but I feel like style comes from all of the things that you've had to overcome. And everything Mm -hmm. that rises to the surface is literally who you are. It's what you've dealt with and how you've overcome your adversities. And then that's who you become. And your style represents that basically. But anyways, it's been really inspiring because I'm like, ah, man, I know it's not easy. I know it's super difficult. I know it's really challenging to slip, to flip to another language and communicate through it. But it's been really interesting to watch from afar going, having no investment in the craft that you've had to do and going, wow, that just seemed like it just happened. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, looking back at it now, it, it does kind of seem like it just happened. It was it was a it was a lot of work. Uh, it was definitely a lot of work back in the day. It was sure. it was a lot of work as well, um, you know, just kind of leading up to it because it's, you know, I've been I've been sort of freelancing and I, I've been I, the, when I started learning 3D, like that was 2008 um, in my first year of like college basically um so it took me like roughly towards the end of 
kind of college days, uh, that's when I started freelancing. So that was like 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that whole period of freelancing and doing odd jobs and just kind of, you know, getting, you know, getting all the information sort of under my belt and, and all these kind of ideas and inspirations and whatnot and things that I wanted to do. Um, and then it was kind of the perfect storm sort of around that 2016-17 period where Octane came out. I had all these, you know, ideas boiling and all these things that I've started doing with, you know, friends from here and like all these things we wanted to do together. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken um, highly of you before, so I'll do it again. But, you know, that, that was the period when, the, you know, the collective podcast and all of that stuff was like a huge, huge inspiration for me. So I can't thank you enough for that. Um, and uh, that was just, you know, kind of leading up to like, all right, we, we, we need to do something together, you know, uh, just uh, the friend, friends of mine and myself. And that's kind of how we how we started basically doing this stuff. Um, but it, it took a lot of a lot of time to get to that point. And it, it was, you know, if we if we've done it some years earlier we wouldn't have been prepared if we've done it you know the technology wasn't wouldn't have been there so it's it's a little bit of um you know it's a lot of hard work but uh, timing of things is like equally as as important as well um mm -hmm. i kind of attribute uh one of the one of the kind of big important moments i guess of what kickstarted my directing career was that ifcc short film um that was that was done in a at a point in time where um, there's all these you know title sequences being done and they, they, they were the main thing basically in the kind of motion design community um, and people were getting a little bit more comfortable with characters and you know telling stories but one one um, limitation that everyone had was character animation like that's that's by far like that's something super difficult. Um, and even though you you could you know find stock animations and stuff like that, uh, whenever you use a stock animation, it just looks like a stock animation. You can't do anything specific with it. Um, so I was I was very very lucky at the time to to have the help of uh, Take One, uh, the local animation and motion capture studio. That this I is Danilo's company. Right? Yeah, Danilo's company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was yeah. I mean, Danilo is one of the one of the guys who you know he's. He's sort of like uh, he's been sort of like a silent producer on uh, on a bunch of short films that that we've done together. Um, uh, so and then you know he's he's been a huge part in the last couple of years in my life, especially. Um, I, I I see it, I look at him as one of my mentors, really. Um, but um, that was that was kind of one of the huge huge advantages advantages that I had at the time was was having access to a professional mocap studio, which is not something, you know, it's not something you you, you find just around the corner <laughs> lurking. Sure. Um, so so that that played you know huge advantage in kind of allowing me to to do that and to tell that story um, in a way that at the time like it wasn't you know no nobody else could I think. Um, I think that was even before like all the smart suits like the Rococo and Xsense and whatnot that you can kind of get and do that stuff. It was just, you know, character animation was just like such a... A um, void. Yeah. 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 I mean, like it's still, it still is. Absolutely. Like it still is. Like if you want to do it properly, it still absolutely is. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of, a bit of, you know, a lot of hard work, a bit of luck, a bit of uh, timing um, and um, it all kind of 
happened, like you say, it all kind of worked out. Um, I love how you you you're so nonchalant and casual about it because I know how hard you work and I know how much effort it takes in order for you to bring forth these ideas and these concepts and these projects from within. You're a huge collaborator. You're a quintessential director because you do you work. Your work is connected intrinsically to your friends that you have trust in with their with their taste aligning with yours. And that is a very, um, I'd say that's a very unique thing. But you're also really into cinematography and the design oh, yeah. of things, and which is great because you have a fundamental thing. One thing I was watching, and I'm just writing down notes as we go, and you know how this mm-hmm. or this podcast is just super random. Yeah. But the one thing that I loved, you have a Spielberg-style blocking. Um, and I think it's, I, I mean, I mean, I hopefully that's a, praise he's the king that's of it. all, all yeah. i mean it's, he's it's the best. absolutely it's absolutely yeah. a praise <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's intended but like when i watch your work and how you're pushing me through your scenes uh um i tend to be very and i think this my, my style comes from the fact that i got to deal with this old world approach to making things which is like mm-hmm. super slow and uh, you know gray frames and slowly working through it but when i see your style as it's evolving using these new tools i'm seeing that you're able to really go oh i can turn this one scene into 10 moves and i didn't even think about this idea anyways blocking is one thing that i really wanted to touch on because i feel it's very unique um for you in particular i mean it it, it, it is but it, it's not really something like honestly like the, this is where my um you know this this is where my kind of um uh, I guess self-taught um, kind of way of learning things comes out a little bit because I, I wasn't, you know, none of us was, I mean, not, 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 not but uh, I personally like wasn't trained in this stuff. So I had to kind of learn things on my own. Um, and it all kind of comes from, you know, this, this love of cinema that I've always had um, as I was growing up. Uh, it's not something that I've, new I guess like necessarily I guess it's the same story for everyone you know it's not something you know you you can't do at all and then somehow you kind of find your way to it Um, so it's it's a lot of those things are kind of ingrained almost in me kind of you know almost subconsciously like I guess the the taste Um, uh, and then you know a lot of the things like when it comes to blocking and stuff like that um, that stuff I mean almost almost kind of came naturally i mean i I don't remember like like particularly focusing on learning specific aspects of blocking it was just kind of learning by doing basically on every single project so it was uh for example like ifcc a lot of my early work like ifcc and freight um it's all like single characters so it's a lot easier to do that stuff with a you know with a when you when you just have a single singular character um, and then a lot of the, I guess, like the advantages of motion capture and animation is like if you were shooting that on a live action, you would have shot it on the day and that's it. Like that's your opportunity to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, but with motion capture, like you record emotions on the day and then once you bring the motions back into 3D, well, then you have all the time in the world to explore the scenes and to, you know, find your shots and to experiment okay. with blocking basically. So I think like that's where kind of I've I've learned about the blocking process and kind of how I've you know fine-tuned it is through the process of making those and then 
you know, I didn't even realize that, but uh, you know, when when it when we actually shot the radiation, like we had very little prep for that. We had, uh, I think, like I spoke to Iz, uh, who's my composer, but he also plays the main character in that one. Um, so I spoke to him, like we rehearsed it, the two of us, just like what what he's meant to be doing. But then we had very limited time time before the shoot. So the other call with the other two actors, uh, and Dan, we had like uh, um, just a, like a call a night before the shoot. And that was it. Like that was our prep time, uh, quote unquote. And then on the day, like things... I don't want to say just worked out, but they kind of did as well. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, and then, like, you don't really think about it. You bring it all into 3D, into Unreal, and then, you know, everything just kind of works. Like, pacing and timing-wise, we had kind of what we needed to have for, for the coverage uh, later on. So it's just, I don't know, it's it's this weird intuitive process. I don't, I don't really know how to, you know, um, it, it's, it's taken me a lot of time to learn i guess how to express the things that i've learned sure <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's very it's very difficult um yeah but well, uh, you have a meeting with us hanging out and stuff you have a an optimistic positive aura about yourself and i think you intrinsically need to have that when you embark on this voyage of being a director especially i mean a director in any kind of capacity is you're basically going up against the the, the laws of nature in a lot of ways because you're constantly um you have this vision of a reality inside of yourself and your mind and your and your soul and whatever you want to call it but the world doesn't work like that so you have to invent it and as you invent it it becomes very daunting because uh it's difficult <laughs> and it's constantly going and, and and going against your your intention i think because that's just how it works and then then you realize like oh my style is coming from that a little bit too like me overcoming these things um you know the potential hollywood system or of these different things you find your own way to do them you you're an artist that doesn't ask for permission you just go and make it and then you seem like you're a director i've not worked with you but you seem like a director is like oh there's a problem here okay well what's the smartest fastest cleverest way around this okay let's just go that route and then let's keep moving is right Uh, absolutely i mean I, i think that's one of the things like going back to one of your uh, kind of earlier statements about style and kind of you know it evol- it, it kind of um, manifests itself from the all how how did you put it like from all the mistakes and all the all the you know work that you've done um, it, 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 I think it's definitely the case in the the, the, the kind of um, um, it's definitely what happened in my case uh, how that style evolved I think it's a lot of um, especially when it comes to cinematography and when it comes to blocking and stuff like that, a lot, a lot of it did come from limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had access to motion capture, there is still, you know, limited things you can do to kind of tell a story and kind of, you know, back in the day when we were doing it, we, we didn't, you know, uh, we didn't have huge budgets for those shorts. So we, we still needed to keep them fairly, fairly simple. So like yeah. we've made a bunch of jokes ourselves that like every single short we were making is just about a guy walking and uh, occasionally he falls down or stands up. Uh, and like, if, <laughs> nice. you look, if, if you look at it like that, like literally like that's what's ha- what happens. Um, <laughs> like you can, you can, Don't you can throw it. Ah, oh, damn. Now I can't see it. Now I can't see it any other way. Yeah, it's, freight's it's the like, same way. 
it's guy literally that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's like it's like limitations, you know, and then you know doing doing kind of uh, working around that in a in a smart way and uh, well, hopefully a smart way. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of you know one of the one of the better exam- examples of that was from the IFCC one where you know we had this whole kind of portal thing which was very important to the story um but like we were very limited with the effects abilities at the time and how we're gonna make a freaking portal um the flip and then world, it was right? literally literally just like a box like with a metal shader on it just rotating and, and kind of slamming and so that cool. turned out to be like the best thing in the whole thing um yeah and uh it's like <laughs> again, again like, style. like yeah, yeah like f- finding finding interesting you know solutions from those limitations and i think like that's one of the things um you know like you, you, if you if you had unlimited budgets and unlimited resources and unlimited you know i, I kind of feel like you would end up with with something boring because I, I kind of feel like when when you do have those limitations whatever they are you're you know you have to push yourself to find some some creative solution to that problem and that's what becomes like the the most interesting thing about uh, that particular scene or that particular moment or whatever it is um and restraints I, are I think important like, yeah yeah i mean it's it's also one of those things like even like um you know for example like specifically cinematography wise uh like i'm not a great animator i'm, I'm actually a very you know poor animator <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i'll i'll um i'll share some of the skeletons in my closet but uh uh, because I think that's always so. It's always funny when we go into these talks. But for example, like I've never used curves in animation, like never, not once. I always just use like the auto key, like the most simplest version of just your regular auto key, and that's it. I don't open up curves, um, and it works for me. <laughs> like, well, I, it works, I, I it works. do. If it works, it works, and that's kind of the approach. But that being said, like I'm because I'm I lack kind of the precision of animating stuff and like specifically when it comes to cameras, I kind of immediately, you know, wanted to kind of um, dial down or dial back the kind of the the camera moves themselves and make them a lot more subtle. Um, and then that played into the fact of kind of, uh, I guess, uh, I guess ap- approaching shooting, like, you know, when you're in this 3D CG space, you have the unlimited ability to do whatever the hell you want like you have the best camera gear you have the best rigs you have the best steady cams and whatnot you have everything um but you know that's that's one of the kind of core philosophies is like if just because you can doesn't mean you should right uh so so my approach to even now is like approaching the shoot as if i'm shooting it with a very low budget just using like tripods and uh you know pans and tilts and stuff like that locked off cameras as much as possible and then if it's a moving camera then it's going to be like a you know like a like a cheap version of a steady cam or a easy rig or something like that and if i do like a fancy fancy camera move that'll be like only one shot per per film basically mm-hmm. so like for example in irradiation there's there's a shot at the end where the camera rotates and that would have to be like a gimbal sort of a thing like a robot robotic arm control or whatever it is but that's reserved for a single shot. Like you're you're not gonna do that across the whole thing. Um, and then that one shot has, uh, you know, has an additional 
I guess, impact um, compared to everything else. It's just kind of contrasting stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's like like you say, I think like from from thinking of limitations and then applying like fictional limitations, applying them on your on your like fictional non existing non existing 3D cameras. Uh, I think it just helps ground the work that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the it makes times, it more familiar like, too. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of the times, like when you have those crazy, crazy camera moves in 3D, like that's the immediate like disconnect with the audience. But when yeah. you ground it um, in something that feels a little bit more real, um, I think it 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 does a lot. Um, well, it's it's what you're doing is you're you're speaking the language of film. Uh, film has been captured on tripods and locked shots yeah. for for millennia basically because they're like well this thing is heavy and yeah. uh let's just make a thing that we could put it on oh now we need to move it down okay and then the tripod is invented you know and then oh now we need to move so let's get a dolly oh let's put the tripod on a thing that moves so let's use tracks okay and then the tracks would wiggle and oh we need steady oh now then the steady cam happened and and then you know Stanley used it for the the Shining. It was used for Rocky, I think, a little bit prior to that. Mm-hmm. I think Rocky came out after the Shining. I can't remember. There's something where the Steadicam yeah. op was flying back and forth, and Stanley was like obsessed with the guy. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think using traditional film mediums makes your films that are in the computer, which should be unfamiliar to us, mm-hmm. somewhat familiar because you're using that language of storytelling by sequence. And by composition, yeah. you know, and that actually there's, I mean, <clears throat> there's all these different talks on that, that school of thought where, um, there is no rules. And I would say, yeah, there is no rules if you think like that, but that I believe that there are rules of my own and there are rules for you as well. Like when I'm doing this certain type of shot, I want this certain feel. An example that comes to mind is when, when, um, Roger Deakins was shooting Sicario. One of my, I was sitting in the theater and there was this high tension moment between Kate and um, Josh's character. And it was a wide shot and they were arguing really small. And, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting there in the theater and I didn't mean for it to pull me out and it didn't necessarily, but I'm a, I love film and I'm a huge Deakins fan, but I remember going like, whoa, they just did an argument in a, in a wide. And I thought to myself, it, 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 why are they doing that? And I thought maybe they're trying to show how insignificant they are and yeah. how petty their argument is. Because normally you'd get closer and you'd do yeah. shaky cam and you'd add the tension to the camera. And I thought to myself, what brilliant... Because I remember hearing Roger talking about that shot. Is, and that, said, is that the shot? Yeah, that, that must be the shot that he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because was I know I... Yeah, I, I mean, I binged the heck out of their uh, podcast, oh, the Team Deacons podcast. Outstanding. Him and James, they, they keep, I love them. He, they keep bringing back that discussion <laughs> with, with with Denny Villeneuve. And I, I think that's, that's I mean, that must be that shot where, mm-hmm. where, where Denny said basically something along the lines of kind of, um, well, Deacons wa- wanted to offer, like, do we, do we want to shoot close-ups for this because we have time? And then, then he said something along the lines of, well, if we do, I, I'm afraid I might use it. Yes, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a moment in the film where I thought, I've not seen that done in a while where yeah. it was so, um, again, it's all in the subtleties. That's a, sub, that's yeah. a subtle flex of mastery in my mind yeah. when I watched yeah. it. I was like, wow, like the restraint. And, and yeah. so wh- wh- when I see that, when I feel it as a viewer, then I study it as a film lover and then I watch it and, and all these things. I start to think to myself like, 
ah, there's so many levels to this craft. And, and it, and a lot of it, in my opinion, comes from the subtleties of it. And it's all about the subtleties and using those subtleties. So back to rules and lack of thereof, I think it's smart of you to incorporate in your blocking and filmmaking, in my opinion, to utilize what's the building foundations of what the masters have made in the past. You know, how could you ignore it? You know, Kurosawa's blocking, if you watch some of his films, Mm -hmm. depending on which ones you watch, the blocking's incredible. And I know for a fact that all of those guys were using those films as an inspiration because you could see it throughout their work if you watch closely. You can see some of Kurosawa's work inside of even Jurassic Park. You know, like those things that were taught to those Mm -hmm. filmmakers at that early age. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially, you know, at the time, like that was like the, you know, the highest of standards. Like now you have just um, an overabundance of visual references, like hitting you left and right from from all different uh, directions. But yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. Like you can you can see that. I mean, people are referencing Kurosawa even today. Um, But I I, I love that. I, I love that um, you know analogy kind of of of, uh, of that shot from Sicario like that that's I, that that thinking um, I've, I like I, I've listened so many times to to the, the the Team Deacons podcast as well I've like re-listened a bunch of episodes I just think it's like the probably one of the best resources you can find online yeah, today it. like so yeah, good it's absolutely fantastic yeah um and that well, that's where else can you hear a master talk so openly oh, yeah. about their craft <laughs> and bring other masters in it's yeah. so unique yeah yeah um, team deep that, that's the, that's the stuff that i mean that that's the stuff that resonates with me incredibly and uh that was i, I distinctly remember like that was uh um in the period where i was uh, creating a radiation like I was just listening to the podcast and, and you know making the shots and it was like this amazing synergy of like <laughs> Roger's right with you like, <laughs> like Roger's right with me he's directing my cinematography like, <laughs> through me yeah. through the podcast it was it was it was fantastic uh, <laughs> but I yeah no, I, I've, I've seriously like I've, I've I've learned a ton and even even when you you know like when you when you don't necessarily you know, when, when you just hear an opinion that kind of just aligns with, with your inner kind of, I guess, way of thinking of things, but you weren't necessarily able to, um, weren't able to communicate it before or to kind of, uh, I guess, put it into... Articulate? Yeah, to articulate it, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things that, that happens to me a lot. Um, like, I, I know, like, one of the... One of the most interesting. I know we're just kind of jumping around right now, but okay. uh, one of the kind of to that point, one of the more, more interesting things that kind of happened in the whole kind of irradiation process um, towards the end of of creating that one, um, I distinctly remember like when I had a conversation with Danilo, and uh, like I all of the choices and everything like was very very deliberate, um, but then there was this one thing that uh, Danilo basically. Uh, told me that immediately like crystallized like the way I feel about it but I just wasn't able to put it in 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 such an eloquent way as he was um and he basically said it's kind of uh um because like the the whole thing with the radiation is uh and kind of I guess with the approach to filmmaking that I was doing earlier that was more visual visually driven there's like very little to no dialogue at all so it's all like purely purely visual storytelling 
Um, so it's all about like leaving those nuggets to the viewer and like letting the viewer try to decipher what this means and uh, maybe it means something different to them and like that's the beauty of it. Um, but the way he he phrased it was uh, kind of we were, like, we were sitting at his place and he had this um, uh, was it like an icon? What do you call it? Like it's it's like a wood carving of a saint basically. Like every family here, like we have this kind of like this thing called Slava, every every family, every household celebrates a saint once a year and it's like a family gathering event and stuff like that. So he had like a, like a wood carving on, on a wall of one of the saints and uh, like the, um, the halo was carved out completely so that it's completely empty. So all you see is like a white wall behind it. But you can see it clear as day, like that's the first thing you see because it's such a high contrast to everything. And it's like the way he, he, he called that effect was like the whole, you know, it's a whole, it's an absence of information. It's an absence of material in this, uh, in this instance, but uh, you can see exactly and very clearly what it is. It's a halo. It's a shape of a halo. And it's kind of the same approach, you know, when you apply it to like the storytelling and uh, I, I guess like that kind of defines what kind of a filmmaker are you is kind of, uh, you know, how much of how how big of a hole do you want to build uh, to your audience? You know, like how big of the absence of information do you want to carve out of your story? Do you want to you know just poke small holes and let the audience see it for what it is, and they can fill those holes very easily, or do you want to you know build a little bit of a bigger hole so then they can't really see what it is um, and they have to kind of figure it out themselves or, you know, is it going to be a hole that's like so contrasted to everything else that it's going to be clear as day, like that's what it is. Um, so it's a very, it's a very interesting way of putting it. And um, that kind of, you know, that kind of coincides with uh, my creative process very much and um, the, the, the style and the type of films that I want to make. But um I was never able to put it like that, basically. Um, yeah. And so then, how much you yeah. feed the audience or not. I think that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's different ways of thinking about that, obviously. Like, yeah. you know, people would consider like art house films or artsy films is when yeah. they don't, there's a bigger hole that you have to, the audience you have to work harder for um, to fill in the blanks. And, you know, films like Enemy come to mind, uh, yeah. like yeah. a film that leaves a lot to be discovered, which I think is fascinating and, and, but not everybody wants to be challenged. Some people want to just be uh, entertained, which is totally understandable as well, um, which makes it fascinating. The thing that yeah. I caught in what you were saying, which I thought was really interesting, and, and one real quick segue, I was watching Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Have you seen Nausicaa? It's an older... Uh, no, uh, no. Oh, it's a very... I think you would actually love it. It's a wonderful... Um, Miyazaki film, the Studio Ghibli, oh, like old film, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. wonderful. No. But it's filled with a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, it's filled with a lot of, I mean, it's, 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 it's intended for children, but it also plays on, a, on an adult level because it's dealing with such mm -hmm. contra like heavy topics and stuff. But it's filled with a lot of dialogue that just doesn't really need to be there. But it's there because mm -hmm. I think they were worried that kids wouldn't understand what was happening, mm -hmm. which... I think no matter what kids will grasp it, but it's a whole different thing. But anyways, if, since you haven't seen it, but you, it's filled with a lot of um, exposition, I think it's called. And, and, and yeah. Nolan, yeah. Nolan does a lot in his films too. And especially like inception, it's like, what are we doing? And then here's a, you know, here's what, what's, what's happening so that these big concepts that he has are actually 
bringing home so that the general person can understand it. But then on rewatch, it's really hard because you're like, I already know this. Why are you telling me? And then it becomes <laughs> hard to rewatch. But anyways, yeah. um, it doesn't matter. I mean, on first watch is what matters most. And then rewatchable is a different thing. Um, but one of the things you mentioned, which I thought was interesting. And again, I think to talk about style is in the beginning of your directing, everything was driven by non-narrative storytelling visually, right? Yeah. And I know from our talks outside of the podcast that you're now evolving once more into this narrative aspect. Do you think it's good that you started with non-narrative visual storytelling and then now evolving? Do you think that you can rest on that? You're like, oh shit, if I can't figure this out narratively, I can figure it out visually. Is that the case, you think? No, I, I, I absolutely. I, th- I mean, I, I guess it's, there's different ways to look at it. I mean, I, I kind of, um, you know, the again, there's a reason like why I started like purely visually. Like on one end, it was a set of limitations, but also on the other end is, uh, uh, you know, there's technical limitations, but there's also like, I guess, skill limitations as well. Uh, right. Like when you, I guess like what, what most of us self-taught uh, directors dread the most probably is like oh how do I write dialogue <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you have to do everything yourself so when you when you do the first one it's always a little bit like oh this feels like this is going to be cringy this feels I mean it still feels like that today but mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of a lot of that going on like when you're just starting out when you're just, just making your first one I would say odds are that it probably is gonna be bad the first time around. So I think like doing yourself a favor and doing yourself a service is kind of like ditch the dialogue, just focus on the visuals. Um, it's also like, it, it also feels to me like, I don't know, it's different for different people, uh, but for me it felt like I was maybe skipping a step, you know, and I, I, I tried to think of it. <clears throat> I tried to think of, you know, every single thing that I've done so far as like taking it one step at a time, basically not skipping like five steps or a step even. So it was, you know, starting off, starting off, like if you, even if you break it down like that, like IFCC was purely visual, no dialogue, no face because face is like a technical nightmare. (laughs) Um, Then freight was no dialogue, but yes, face. Uh, <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird alien face, and it mm-hmm. did very little. Um, it was beautifully animated, but it was um, you know just a few poses basically. Um, so it was like you know one step at a time. Um, yeah. And then it was. Uh, I, I actually had a project before irradiation that will never see the light of day, unfortunately. But that was my. It's, it was one of the Axis projects that I've done, uh, which unfortunately is again like Axis uh, is an animation the, company as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's people that's that, uh, yeah. For 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 anyone who who listens, like that's uh, uh, and Axis is an animation studio from Scotland. They do a bunch of game cinematics and Love Death and Robots and whatnot, and uh, that's where I do all my uh, client work. Um, but. Uh, there was, there was one project that I, that got canned. We finished it completely, but that was my first, uh, um, like an actual script that I wrote with dialogue in it. Um, and I was pretty, pretty proud of that one. And uh, unfortunately, it never saw the light of day. Um, but that was, uh, that was kind of like in English, which was always weird for me as well. I mean, I, I get, you know, by with English, uh, but it's not my first language. And it's, I still don't really think in English like it takes me a moment um, and uh, especially like when writing 
uh, it always feels to me like, you know, whatever I write, it always feels, especially when it comes to dialogue, it feels like, oh, is this cringe? Is this, is this working? You know, yeah, is this... and then usually what happens is when I hear it from the actors, I, I feel like, oh, yeah, well, it's, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just because it's, I guess, you know, my brain processing it. It's, it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, I never thought about then, that. That's interesting. It, it's it's strange, yeah. And I, but but on the other hand, like what's really strange as well when it comes to writing specifically for me is, um, I don't write in Serbian. Like I like everything regarding filmmaking, script wise, ideas for scripts, I always just write it in in English because like wow. that's kind of that's kind of how I learned it basically. And I, mm. I I I don't know I don't know if I can write it in Serbian. Like it's it's really weird. Huh. That's uh, so it's, it's like it's, have you it's, tried i i did it's it's just weird hmm. it's just weird because like you should I don't know, I like think I, it'd be cool serbian with uh, subtitles make us read <laughs> <laughs> well well yeah well that's that, that well, like the, what i was well, radiation say is, you used it which i well, thought was brilliant i love that was yeah that. so that, that was that was in russian yeah so that yeah, was, I know that was in russian be, i just love the, yeah. the texture of being yeah. an english yeah. speaker and an american yeah. i just when I was like, "Oh wow, this is sick!" Like it adds that, even more. I, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what, what I was gonna say is basically like so that thing didn't came out before radiation, but with the radiation, it was it was like a no brainer. Like this is all right. This is set in like this post Chernobyl setting. Like it needs to be authentic. It can't be English with you know Russian accent. Basically, it needs to be yeah. proper. Proper. You that's know. right, baby. Um, yeah. And that was and that was um, on one end like that was really really helpful because in terms of kind of that that uh, is this good moment when you hear the actors perform it uh, or when you you know hear the lines because it's all of a sudden it's a different language i i don't speak russian like that's that's one funny thing like a lot of people assumed i speak russian after radiation but i don't yeah. um uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's these things called translators uh and <laughs> what no way you use <laughs> technology again wow i can't believe yeah, you're using yeah. technology um, <laughs> no, 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 no. On that one, we used actual people. I should have said people, not things. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's typical this director. Is, is, hey, oh, man, no, yeah, people aren't is, your things. Okay, yeah. this is this is this is horrible. This is yeah. Just, it's gonna uh, get you into trouble. <laughs> I'm saving that one. <laughs> um, but but basically, that like that was that was a big. On the other hand, like that brought like a different set of. Uh, interesting kind of things it was mm. I guess just the acting style of you know kind of English versus Russian is is very different yeah um, so a lot of the things that I would kind of have the voice actors kind of enunciate like they just wouldn't uh, and not to say that they wouldn't because they didn't want to but it's just like to them like this doesn't feel real like it's not and they kept saying to me like this is not how we talk and I'm like all right well you know do it then like how you do it because like we want to be authentic yeah. um but uh it's it's just yeah i i realized like right now there's been a lot of weird language barriers mm. <laughs> happening like around um it's really fascinating though honestly yeah. i think it's amazing because you're mentioning that it's sometimes difficult with you with english but i never noticed it i think it's fantastic and i think it's wonderful that i mean yeah, you're high functioning because if you think about it, you have so many reasons why not to do what you're doing. You know, if you think about it, like really yeah. think about it, like, oh, like you have to learn all these different languages and you have to learn all these different programs and you have to put yourself out there and you have to try all these different things. And like, 
but yeah, you have such a such a wonderful spirit, Sava. It's wonderful, oh, and you should celebrate they, it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's inspiring. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I celebrated a little bit before our call just to just to ease yeah? it. <laughs> Good. Um, I should, I, Proper I, I Serbian or what? Should, uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a bit of a moonshine. We'll oh. have to we'll have to get that some of that for you, Ash. Oh uh, man, I can't wait to I can't wait to visit you and 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 and, and be in your beautiful place. I, I, next I've time, heard wonderful things I, and I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ne- the, I mean, next time in, uh, you're in this neck of the woods, we're definitely doing some of that. But uh, also, <laughs> next time I, I'm I'm in your neck of the woods, uh, I might try to smuggle some on board. But we'll so, see. Some Thai iced tea, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. When we met, um, when we met, we had dinner, and um, there's this wonderful Thai place near where I live, and we went there, and um, it's I love this place. It's one of my favorite places, and uh, that was the first time you had tried Thai iced tea, and it's like it's, I think it's, it's <laughs> phenomenal. phenomenal. One of the great man. pleasures in life is to show friends food they haven't yes. had because food and music are the universal loves of life, you know. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it's so cool watching you like go, "Whoa, what is?" <laughs> it's it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. That's one of the yeah. things like I really love the states for is like the you know the abundance of choice in like oh, real yeah. authentic food from all different corners of the world yeah, we don't have that here um we we, we we have really good local food but it's not it's not like you know um, um it, when it comes to diversity of other cultures we have that as well but it's not as authentic as it is over there so sure um yeah. i miss it i'll uh, i'll definitely <laughs> we'll have to repeat that um, i've been trying to find a replacement for you to to do it like instant because i've tr- i've I go to different markets and I've not found one that's good enough to recommend. So All right. <laughs> I'm still on right. this quest, but yeah, <laughs> if yeah, yeah. Thai iced tea is incredible. It's one of the, and I think the thing I love about it is it's perfect for Thai food because usually traditionally Thai food can be very spicy and heavy yeah. uh, on the spice. Yeah. So you have this cool iced tea with creamer and I think it's some sort of like condensed cream or something. And then that just, it neutralizes all the spice which it makes it wonderful so but anyways it was one of my yeah. favorite things when you came i was like oh i can't believe it's so awesome that you're Abs- here absolutely yeah. man uh, <laughs> it's it, uh yeah it, it beats the mclaren honestly <laughs> uh, yeah that's right the mclaren was in I'm the- more- I'm I didn't take you a, for a ride for it in it. So you didn't have. I I do I do regret that slightly. I do yeah. slightly regret that. Uh, yeah. uh, although was it raining? I'm, I'm I think it was raining. I think it was raining. Uh, I think it was starting to rain or something like that. I know like yeah. there the, the very next day in LA I got completely soaked. Um, That's right. So that was that was fun, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I, I'm much more of a food guy than a car guy, so I, yeah. I really appreciate that. One is way place. cooler and way more <laughs> affordable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The seven six five was in the uh, in the garage. That was crazy. That thing was yeah. like I went full on Gollum ring like evil with that car. It was horrible. <laughs> so I'm so glad they took it away from me. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, you know yeah. they're gonna be sending a new one any any day now. But, that'd be um, nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. One of, one of the one of the things you mentioned and something that I get lost with as well is when you listen to other creatives. I know that we, you and I both, and probably a lot of people on this, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you absorb a lot of other people's thoughts and other people's ways of doing things. Is you know I know that you mentioned listening to a lot of um, Team Deacons prod- podcasts and stuff. Is there at some point do you go, okay, I've absorbed too much of this. Cause this is one thing I'm always concerned with like, Oh crap. Like the reason why Roger is so good. Roger Deakins is so good in my opinion is because 
he's been doing it with passion for his whole life. And so we're getting a sense of himself through the work and he's eventually carved out a niche because he's put himself into his work for such mm-hmm. a long period of time. And then I realize I, I don't think it's fair for myself and for him if I just go, well, he says this is the way. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I don't do my own approach, you know, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. something that you process and think about a little oh, bit? I, being absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I've, I've listened pretty much to every single episode of the podcast, but it's not something, <laughs> you know, every second one, I have a ton of things that I disagree with or, mm, you know, that are not my approaches or, um, but it's still so, so inspiring and so informative to hear other people's perspective and processes, you know, mm. um, I, so, so I have that as well. And I also have, I think it's like similar with films and TV shows. Like I usually have like periods of time where I'm in high con, kind of cons, consumption mode, I guess, where I would just like consume and consume and consume. Like when the, when the pot, when the team Deacon's podcast came out, I think like I was listening like to, I don't know, like, like three or four episodes a day, basically mm. like there, there were wow, eight hours or when, so. When it piled on, basically, I had like a lot of work at the time, and I would just like play it, no music, no nothing. I would just be playing the podcast all day, all day long. Yeah. But then eventually, like you know, after a month, like you're like, all right, I need, I need a break. Sure. Yeah, you can overdose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's information overdose. So it's yeah. um, I I do that a lot. I would like consume things a lot in in one sitting, kind of in one go. Similar with films, I would kind of probably like spend you know weeks and weeks kind of watching films and then i just there comes a time where i don't watch anything for like half a year mm. uh, not even saturate like a tv show or nothing yeah yeah like, and it's not even just the saturation is it, well yeah the person i do the same thing like, yeah. yeah 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 I, I just need to kind of shut off for a little bit and um i kind of i kind of almost fear that um that i'll be too influenced by something um mm. I, th- I think that's something I kind of fear happens a lot of times with with especially like your favorite filmmakers. Um, yeah, you know, like like for example, like I mean, I know like we share the the kind of the, the love for Danny Villeneuve's films, sure. and, um, like and that's the like he's definitely one of my favorites right now. And I kind of feel like oh man, if I like I, I need to take a break from his mm-hmm. stuff because I, I feel it will it will find the way in, into my work, and it's it's. Uh, I and think you're not that's, giving I mean, to that's him stuff. too. If you're if yeah. you're just taking from him and regurgitating, you're not giving yeah. him what yeah. he needs, which is also to be inspired as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so so yeah, there's definitely um, yeah times where I just kind of you know, uh, step away, um, and yeah, I mean, I guess saturate. Uh, yeah. Well, you yeah. saturate, yeah. then break, and saturate and break. Yeah, I have the same rhythm where I I consume a lot, and then I go, okay, that's enough, and then I just need to. Yeah. play around with it you're actually one of the like three or four people that have seen my latest film and it's interesting yes. to see your reaction to it that was fun when you came to the house and i was like let me see what you think of this and then i was just more or less <laughs> curious and your reaction was really wonderful but i think what i'm getting at here is that i'm with that project and i think you're probably similar is you take all of these things that you're interested in and then you find ways to put yourself into it and put yourself through it. And that's a really complicated, weird kind of a, a struggle not to get lost in others. You know, I, that's what I, mm-hmm. I always call it. Like, don't get lost in another. 
um, because it almost does more harm to the creative community if you're just regurgitating what it has already yeah. existed or a, 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 a watered down version of what you think that person mm-hmm. would do, you know, which I think is fascinating. It's really hard to do, though. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to do is it's something I'm I'm definitely very conscious of mm-hmm. um, when whenever, you know, uh, whenever there's a new thing, uh, you know, on the horizon, whatever we choose to do. It's always like, even even like to 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 our detriment is like we spend a, a lot of time in the way we I mean you know the the Milan my my good friend concept artist and is the composer and like we always like that's the kind of the core team where we start talking about you know the ideas and what we want to do and the stories that we want to do um, and um, I guess we spend way too much time thinking of like does this bear any resemblance to anything else that we like. Yeah, and a lot of the times, like, I mean, it, it, there's always gonna be something in there. I think even when you're, you know, I guess I don't know. Like, do, do like do you want to be careful about that because it's like inspiration. And a lot of the time, time, like it's inspiration that's kind of engraved in you. It might be like something that you've seen years ago and you don't even realize it, and then you've kind of manifested it in a way. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's a weird line kind of where where you draw that um that's difficult um, conversation to have though if you think about it because there isn't i mean i don't know what part of the of the world you think about this but i think that there's no there's no such thing as an original thought and necessarily a a great thought is a combination of many thoughts and that's how i look at it and a great work a piece of work is a culmination of many works and I think potentially let's just use like Denny as a perfect example, being this current director that we're all focusing our spotlight on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that his style and his filmmaking comes from a lot of influences that I can see in his mm-hmm. work. And I think the more influences that you can put into it and vary it and create some distance between yourself and your inspirations, I think that you can yeah. create something uh, quote unquote new. There's no such thing in my opinion because it's all been done. Everything is basically a, a really great remix it's just how you remix it you know Um, especially if you're really if you're really schooled in any field let's say like literature or film if you really understand a big wealth of films if you watch a film a new one you will see all of the influences because you go oh this Mm -hmm. came from that that came from that whether they knew it or not these are things that are all kind of clustered together we're seeing it with ai actually because ai can connect out really big and gather Mm -hmm. and go and do it very quickly too which is really fascinating but yeah that's a tough conversation to have because it can also for new creators out there it can be detrimental because you're sitting there going the pressure's on me the the world's the world pressure's on me to make something new and there's and what am I supposed to do and then you have this thing called artist block and then it's depression and all that stuff kind of occurs how do you get past that threshold of going okay, we have this idea, oh shit, it's too much like this thing. At that point, when you go and make that, where do you, how do you decipher and move to the next stage, which is to create something? Oh yeah, that's, uh, let me see if I can, let me see if I can answer that question. Big question, big question. And this is something that yeah. all creatives should be processing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like it's, um, you know, this, the, 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 the process as it, as it stands right now, it, it always... Um, it always starts from the page. Um, it's something that that kind of that I focused on in, in the last couple of years um, when I started directing professionally. Is you know like when you when you're first starting out to um, 
when you're kind of starting out to pursue this kind of filmmaking journey, whether it's animation or live action or whatnot, and you don't know how to do it necessarily. I guess a lot of us, like when we started, is you know gather references, gather a bunch of visual references, um, and then you know from that you'll kind of stem an idea or something, and uh, like that's kind of how it started at the beginning for us. Like that's kind of how we did IFCC is. Um, it was a lot of a lot of visual references and kind of you know just thinking of, about different things, photography, films, animations, whatever you name it. Um, but then you know as I as the kind of you know kind of uh, this journey of learning directing kind of progressed, I focused on relying much less on that and relying on just on writing basically. So it all starts from from just a page and just like text on page essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it all starts from the conversations first, but uh, but then it, it all starts from 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 just the written ideas. And I kind of feel like that that distances uh, myself a little bit more from any kind of particular visuals and particular particular visual references. Um, I know that there's a like. A conversation you had with Anthony the other day, well, the other day, the other few weeks, um, it's kind of similar to the whole, uh, you know, do you storyboard or not, do you previs or not, because you know when you get to the location, it's going to be 10 times more interesting than what you can storyboard. Yeah. So it's kind of similar with this as well. It's kind of, it kind of feels like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to swamp myself with references all that much because I know once we actually get to the concepting stage, um, we're going to be able to flesh something out that that just feels a little bit more like us, and uh, that's you know where I when I work with Milan, who's very very unique in his art style. Um, that that's the kind of a lot of the times that's the the kind of reference that I have in my mind when I approach the stories. It's always like, well, I know Milan's going to be a part of it, so I don't even want to bother kind of exploring stuff visually at the very start, even before I've have. The script written down you know I, I i want to focus my time and attention only on the script and only on the kind of the core of the story or what the story is about um and then if that works um you know the i honestly feel like the the, the rest of it is easy it's it's a lot of grind it's a lot of hard work but it's i kind of find it easier than than coming up with that original idea and that story i mean original quote unquote but uh you know um I don't know if that answers the question. Well, to quote what you (laughs) said earlier is that you were saying that you have to just, you have to throw yourself into it. You can't just sit there and ponder. Um, And then that is putting forth the effort to just do something. And as you mentioned before, like most likely the first thing you write is not going to be brilliant. It's usually the hundredth thing that you've written where you've had enough mileage, but you have to be okay with just, falling on your face and, and failing you know yeah. and that that's a and difficult that, that, thing yeah it is and, that, and that's where i guess that's where all the other elements of filmmaking come into play you know it's um if you have this you know let's call it like a broader vision of everything else that's going to come into play like you know that you know even though the writing might be bare bones even though you might have like a dialogue sequence that's that's very very bare, bare bones and dry like you can salvage so much of it just by the way you shoot it, the way you light it, the way and the music it. is gonna come into play in the edit and all of that stuff and sound. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can take something that's very, very bare bones and, and make it into something um, a little bit less bare bones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Um, if your so, taste and style takes you there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I always think about George Lucas when he was making Star Wars. That's I don't know the first cut that George did, but I heard it was like over yeah. the top and just really um, just filled with a bunch of stuff that he was precious about. And then his friends came in and just chopped it yeah. to pieces and then got to the core his of what it was. Being Francis Ford Coppola and uh, yeah. who, who, who else was well, his there wife was the room. editor, and yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he was yeah, he was amongst great people obviously (laughs) you know that's one thing that we talked a lot about too at dinner is that you know when we're you're out in Belgrade I'm out here in Southern California and and Anthony's up north and all of the people in our network we're all kind of just we're from our computers and we're wherever we are but we're kind of on our own quest which is also really wonderful but at the same time sometimes I think to myself like maybe it would be good if we talked a little bit more (laughs) You know, like, yeah. And that's one thing I I try to make more effort of because I felt like we're all on similar courses, which is great that we're doing it all individually and alone in a sense, like in our own little bubble. But sometimes I feel like there was a reason why American Zoetrope was so special. And I think it didn't last for certain reasons because I think it wasn't meant to last. But I think it was a wonderful thing for them to have a collective of minds because especially at that very inset point for them as filmmakers, they all realize like, Oh, I'm different from that person. Oh, my style is weird from that. But at the same time, I, that's a good point of friction, not friction in the sense of this is bad. It's almost like, this is great that we're all different, but we can support one another. And also I never heard of this reference that you're using. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. sharing that and then, and then production yeah. sharing as well, which is one of the biggest things too. But yeah. something that came to mind, you know, you're only as strong as your network in a lot of the in a lot of situations, especially like getting to know your process more like you're intrinsically connected to your collaborators, you know, like you're, that's like, you're like a old world director with new world technology, but also new world process, which is really concept. Like it's really interesting as yeah. a concept too. Yeah. So, somewhere in between. I think you, you kind of that, see that's, that's, I'm sorry. That, that's something I, 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 I couldn't have formulated myself. That's a really, really nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> well, but uh, these are but therapy yeah, I mean, sessions. It, <laughs> <laughs> and, they, they, and, and they are fantastic at that as well. Um, but it's, and also not not to brush off like on the whole thing about you know us talking more and that's that's again like tying it back to the whole appreciation of what you've done with the podcast like that that feels like like that did it for me sort of a thing so it's you know when when it when the time came for the two of us to meet and that it kind of well weirdly enough for me it felt like a new for a while which was weird for you <laughs> yeah it's always weird i've met some friends recently that i've watched on youtube yeah. only and i'm like this is weird that my youtube it's is talking super to weird me. <laughs> it's it's super yeah. weird I, I i told you the other day like the, the when i met uh, ryan connolly from film right mm. um and it, it was just like on a video call like this and it's like i've been watching him for like 10 years on youtube it's just like holy sh- like <laughs> what, what 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 is this like it's yeah. literally like youtube talking back at well me. it's a future friend uh, <laughs> i think well a lot of the times i call the i call all these people that i read books of they're just my mentors you know like bruce lee was one of my yeah. early mentors as a kid like reading his books and i acknowledging his brilliance and then it turned into mm-hmm. like all these different philosophies because i was like well what was he inspired by and then all these things kind of came from it but yeah, yeah. they're they're just kind of mentors or and now it's a future based form it's almost like you know meeting joe rogan or something like that it's like oh mm-hmm. i've spent so many hours listening to you talk about life 
you don't know me, but I know you, kind of. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a fascinating conundrum in a sense, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like in, in terms of the the whole kind of um, where, where, kind of how, how you how you described kind of where I mean, yeah, co- collaboration is, is definitely um, one of the cornerstones, I guess, of, of my process as well. Um, I think it's, it's something we, we touched on previously uh, regarding language and stuff like that. And I think like what's what's interesting about and it's i mean it's not necessarily interesting but i think it, it all stems from you know insecurities um it's all kind of um you know similarly to hey i'm learning a new software and uh, i made a render or i'm learning how to paint and i made this so i'm not gonna just mm. post it in the either you know i'm just i'm gonna show it to my friends kind of kind of squeamishly and then you know there, I'm gonna see the reactions and you know that 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 kind of thing. So like, you're you're making images and you're creating animations and making films for a long time, and then a time comes. Well, I want to change something. I want to add dialogue to this. So that first reaction is gonna be, "Ooh, I'm I'm not too sure about this. You know, I'm not sure if this is working." So I guess that's that's where you know it, there is a little bit of a language thing as well, like I mentioned before. But there is a little bit of that. Um, uh, insecurity as well and I think that's where where you know the collaborations and the teamwork really came in is uh, especially when we were starting out um, you know a- every time we'd have those kind of insecurities it's always like you know there's always two other people to pick you up and to kind mm-hmm. of encourage you yeah. um, well if it's whomever good it happened, yeah 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 like to whomever it happened to you know it was the like we were all going on this journey at the same time. Um, it was supposed to be my real first um, kind of short where I've credited myself as a director. Every, every time I've done something previously, I've kind of said, you know, animation or something like that. But this, this is, is the first time where, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why, you know, and I had, you know, a, a fuck ton of insecurities and doubts and whatnot in the process. I loved the whole process. It was by far one of probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. It was so fun. It was just like kids playing, you know. Um, but it was the same thing, you know. Milan, like he, like he was, he was a freaking pro concept artist at, at, at that time. But it was still like it was something new for him. Uh, like he never did something like that for a short. So there was a lot of pressure on him as well. I mean, his own, I guess, internal pressure. But we were there for him. It was the same for Iz. Like, like Iz's story is like really interesting in my mind because like he um he he used to do music like he's 10 10 years older than than us um and he used to do music way back in the day he did like a lot a lot of like local you know collaboration with local artists and uh, stuff like that um and then he just kind of like the whole industry crashed or something and he just stopped doing it mm-hmm. and his backup plan was graphic design like websites and stuff like that so he was doing that for the longest period of time and when we met him we met him as a graphic designer and then through this kind of we shared a co-working space at one point and then I, I'm sure I told you the story before maybe but I um, think so the, this is your main but, actor but and your, your composer yeah yeah the composer yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so he like like he, he we, we knew him for years like as a graphic designer and then one day when I was uh, one of my earliest pieces this architecture piece I hired a composer um, for that piece and uh, and and he watched it and it's like an, it's an incredible score but he was like wait a minute you paid somebody for that like 
like you could have asked me and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you know? <laughs> he's like well I used to do music well why didn't you tell me like I didn't know you know many lives um, and then and then like he started pulling off his old stuff and we were like holy shit like why are you doing graphic design like why are you, why aren't you like doing this mm. and there wasn't you know when he was doing it there wasn't this whole you know I guess short films and ads and items and whatever sure. um, there wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a career path for him at all mm. um, but he's also like a huge huge like film nerd and uh, absolutely loves film and speaks uh, film language which is really important to have in a collaborator like that um, and um, and it was it was like again it was one of his he was supposed to use that piece to get back into the industry to get back into music essentially so there's a lot of pressure on him um, as well so it's it's like we were all like moving along this um, kind of I guess insecure grounds of um, having some I guess expectations or pressure but it was always it was it was a very very positive collaborative space where you know whenever somebody would get down there's two other guys to pick you back up mm. so it's um it's, it's it was a wonderful time um it's good to reflect on that if you think about yeah. the perfect that's kind of the perfect um it's kind of the perfect s- storm to have <clears throat> to have a balance between a triad of three people creating something and then knowing the pressure that no one in the world is either caring or putting that pressure on you, but yourselves, you know, yeah. Yeah. which is brilliant because I always think that like great art comes from immense pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching apocalypse now the other day and it's a long film. So I only watched half of it. That's enough for one yeah. film. And I, I, yeah. I, I like to watch certain films just for scenes sometimes too. I don't know if you do the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably sacrilege and the filmmaker would probably hate me for it, but I love to just watch certain If you watch it like 10 times, I think it's fine. It's true. (laughs) I I haven't watched Apocalypse Now 10 times, but I've watched it at least maybe three or four times to completion. Well, yeah, yeah. That's enough, but yeah, I I do feel bad. I feel like Francis would be so angry, but... uh, (laughs) uh, I think he'd be flattered. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's a brilliant film, but there's a film, there's a documentary that his wife made called Heart of Darkness, I think, of following him making that film i haven't seen it yet. i've heard amazing things Mm -hmm. but i i haven't seen it i I don't know where to find it actually but i've I've heard so many good things about it it's on there floating around on the web and ones and zeros you can find it i'm sure yeah ones and zeros just (laughs) open them ones and zeros up and there yeah just okay there's a ton of ones and zeros in it (laughs) but that film nearly killed that guy like you could see it in his face like in and what I talked about enormous pressures, like whether you put them on yourself or the world themselves is putting it on you. It's something for you to put on yourself. And I think that there's some weird thing about the human spirit. Again, my whole process with the podcast personally is to get into these conversations because I'm trying to find the the equation of what's going on. <laughs> and one of the things I'm realizing that keeps happening is that artists under enormous pressure have, I think like um, I would hear Ridley Scott say it like and I know this is an old saying but necessity is the mother of invention and I think Mm -hmm. that when you go and you tap into this old primal thing where it's connected to the human spirit you know overcoming adversity trying things pushing yourself beyond your own boundaries that somehow gets translated into the art and then that is Mm -hmm. what resonates with your viewer whether they know it or not it's almost like a, a really beautiful support system inside of a sound a sonic sound of music or something there's some Mm -hmm. sort of universal thing 
depending on what your value system is. But I think that there's a universal thing in, across. You can show a piece of art that has that resonance to an entire population of different cultures and you probably get similar reactions to it. Some sort of acknowledgement of its brilliance and then some sort of desire to learn more about it. You know, I don't know. This is just theories that I have running in my head all the time because I'm trying to figure no, out I, why the hell are we doing this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good question. One that I don't have the answer for. I probably need to be think digging a lot do. further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why, why the hell do you do this? Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, that's, that's absolutely like how I feel about, you know, what, again, like going back to the previous kind of constraints and, um, you know, the, the, the purely visual films that, that I've done before. Um, it was always about like layering in the kind of the subtext and not to say that there's a ton of it, but in everything I've done, there is, um, like a, a significant chunk of subtext. And I kind of feel, you know, if it, if it's woven in there, uh, in, in, in like, a in a correct, well, I don't know if a correct way is, a right way to say it but if 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 it is there like no matter that you're not really pointing it out uh, the audience will feel uh, that that there is something deeper to this story even though they're just pretty pictures um <laughs> even though there's not any any dialogue in well it. if you put it in um, there yeah it should be it's yeah it, yeah. yeah i mean i i feel it's like you know when you when you you know no matter how subtle it is like it's tangible stuff it's mm. um it's tangible stuff stuff that that you know, resonates with um, with the viewers. Hopefully, yeah, um, if it's doing its thing. You mentioned something that yeah. I and I took a bunch of notes as you're talking, and you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. And in regards to this uh, project that you mentioned, but there was room for failure. How important is letting room for failure for you? And do you still allow it? And what's the ratio of how much you fail? Cause I always say fail privately and succeed publicly, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. that you, but you, no matter what you need to be failing constantly. <laughs> That's my opinion, but I'm curious about you, like uh, how yeah. you approach failure. I mean, yeah, there, 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 there's a, there's a bunch of failure, failure in there. Um, so if, if you, how if would you, you define like, failure? What would you say a failure is? Uh, um, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be as simple as technical execution. It could be way more complicated as something like as not living up to the original vision and the idea of what the film is supposed to be. Um, I I don't personally think I've ever had that feeling. Uh, I'm I'm always quite happy with uh, with the work that I've produced. It's never a hundred percent, as you know. It's always. It's always floating up there in the nineties. You know, that's pretty good. You get in the nineties. It's, it's 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 there in the night. It's not ninety five, but it's you know ninety to ninety five. It should never be um, one hundred, right? Or should it be? I, I is that know. how you know um, you're not doing it? That's always been my concern. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, if you're happy. Yeah. Does that mean you're not doing it right? <laughs> and what and what do you do then? Like yeah. when you when you do a when you do a hundred, you know? What, yeah. what, what then? Do you just I don't know pack up your bags and leave? Yeah. Get your affairs in order. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to ask yourself, why do I do this? And then you realize, oh, I do it because it's so challenging. You know, I do it yeah. because it's ch- it's tough for me, you know. Yeah. But then that's also a weird way to live if you're just having constant discomfort. Yeah. So I don't know. But sorry. Yeah. You I mean, saying. I, no, but I, I feel it's, you know, it's I mean, failure is just uh, it's it's an opportunity to learn, I guess. It's mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as 
maybe I don't know if that sounds cliche or not, but uh, it, it is. I mean, it's like if I if I compare it, for example, with with a lot of the client work that I do at Access is what is it like now? It's been like roughly five years as well. Um, well, I think I literally started working with Access when we had our first podcast. Um, so that's yeah, it's the same time period. But um, I've done maybe seven or eight uh, cinematics at this point. Um, but I've pitched for, I don't even know, man, <laughs> at this stage. It's been probably like around 40-ish, 50-ish, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of pitching. <laughs> sure. And then I got to do um, eight-ish. Um, and then it's, you know, Pretty good it's, ratio. Um, it's it's pretty good ratio, but it's uh, a lot of those. Well, some of the projects that I've done like are not. You don't necessarily win them by pitching. Some of them you just get you just get them handed to you if it's a good fit. Sure. Um, but um, but the point was kind of you know like you you could look at all those quote unquote failed pitches as failures, but in every single one of them I've learned something new. Like absolutely every single one, um, whether it's you know just a simple thing of how to format the damn document or, you know, how to be efficient with references or how to, you know, perfect my previous process for the pitching stage or how to um, do things quickly when I don't have the time to do the previous or do the visual references or anything like that um, and how to kind of, you know, convey ideas just through words, basically, just through a few slides and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And not, not to say, again, like it's, that stuff is is definitely not my strong suit. It's kind of um, and it it's almost like, you know, it's like a muscle that when you don't train it for a while, it just becomes you know you kind of forget. Um, so you kind of have to keep working on it. Um, but but yeah, there's there's I, I guess the point was there's there's a lot of a lot of those like unfulfilled uh, projects that never happened. That some of them I feel really really passionate about. Some of them I feel like would probably be some of the better work that I've done, um, but we never got to make it. Uh, it's not that it was canceled or anything; just somebody else got it, basically. Um, a different That's studio, be frustrating. Or a different. Well, it's 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 uh, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, I mean, it's what you just told me it's is alert. it's fucking frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's well, Politely. it's you know, it's it's. Um, not to say that it's you know like there's a, probably a good reason why somebody else got it um, sometimes it might not be as good of a reason uh, there's a lot of things that might you know there's a lot of uh, underbidding that happens as well in the industry and that might steal a project from you that uh, otherwise had a really really solid creative hmm. um, so this so, is so another studio the, competing that says we yeah, will do it yeah, for cheaper that be another, and then they go we'll just take the cheaper yeah, out <clears throat> yeah so. yeah something like that um, so so yeah th- there is stuff like that and that stuff definitely is frustrating um, but still you know like I I, I take a lot of the things that I've learned from those and apply, I, I apply them to, to something else. Mm. So there's a lot of, Always a lot of that stuff. Happening. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You yeah. learn, and, and I mean, you I, learn I while you get paid too, which is good too. Smart. Yeah. 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 And, and you kind I kind of look at that as well as kind of, you know, I have, I have a library now of like 40 something unfinished projects and ideas that I can repurpose into something else. There you, um, go. you know, those are mine. Those are, you know, they're, they're, they're attached that I, that I pee, but the core idea is mine. So I can just, 
you know, kind of structurally wise, what's happening, you can apply that to, you know, yeah, whatever you want. And I, I and I've done that a, a few times. There's there's ideas in some of the some of the pitch stuff that I've done that I apply to my own work and stuff like that. So it's it's you know it's um, there's always you know room to learn from that. And um, yeah, I guess it's that that would probably be the long-winded um stumbly way of answering that question. <laughs> the failure um, yeah i mean the rate of yeah. failure though uh yeah because um yeah we talked a little bit about failure too and i showed you another project that i was basically died in a, and and it was it's so challenging now to this day but i also realized oh, like these are things that they just have to be they have to be taught basically and it's like you know, when you, yeah. when, you're, when your appetite is this big and your stomach is this big, I still, like, yeah. I still, I still won't accept that that's dead. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure like how publicly we want to talk about that, but, uh, no, I, I don't want to accept that that's dead. It, it'll, it'll find its way to, um, <laughs> I, I firmly believe someday, someday <laughs> eventually it'll find its way back to life. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, hey, Chimera, like that's, that's something <laughs> yeah. we also glossed over. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flex so hard right now that I got to see it before yeah. everyone else. <laughs> it was really, it was really I, something else to watch you watch it. Is dude, cool. I, 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 I thank you so much for for showing me that. That's that's been inspiring as hell. And um, yeah, I again, like, I don't want to uh, probably uh, speak too much now because you want to, you know, properly release all of that stuff. But it's been it's been fantastic, um, you know, as well seeing how you put that together. So mm. it's. Um, Thank very you. very excited to see it again um thank you well i just messaged you last night that finally it's done yeah and it's been a two-year yeah. process and it's been as you know with these projects they become <clears throat> they're almost like a war of attrition you know it's like how much do you want it and then how good do you want it to be and and the as you know the mountain of success as you start in the bottom it's like it's like losing weight when you have when you're overweight it's really easy to cut a lot of pounds out in the beginning mm-hmm. but then when you start to get closer to your perfect mass it's so hard mm-hmm. and you start to get to that point percentiles and then point zero zero mm-hmm. percentiles and then and then at one point you have to go okay this is where it needs to be and um finally That's hit the, there last night i was literally like i i like i, I watched the latest thing and i would i like put my headphones down and i was like yes and i was like running around the house <laughs> and I was, it was like super excited and my wife was like cracking up and she she's so happy for me because she knows how difficult this has been for me um personally yeah, it's just yeah um doing these kind of projects on no budget and favors and friends and you know having a budget but it's just like damn you know <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, you know, you know this perfectly. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near as the budget as as it looks like, because it mm-hmm. looks like a freaking million bucks. Uh, <laughs> yes, but um, you're too kind. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult thing, I guess. Like like how you say it, like when you when you when you realize, like, all right, this is this is enough. Like this mm-hmm. is getting to that, like the percentage thing that we talked about. Like how much is enough? You know, what's mm-hmm. the and I, I don't really have an answer for that. Like that's yeah. it's a that, feel thing, like, right? You just feel it's it. a feel thing. Like yeah. like like how you said it. Like now you're like you can tweak it still probably. Like oh, yeah. still yeah. probably never. You ended. know you can tweak it until yeah. Uh, who, who said it? Like you 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 don't finish films. You just run out of time. But um, <laughs> or it's, art, it's art is never true. done. It's just due. That's always the thing. I yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah. I mean it's it's a really hard thing, and I I kind of feel like it's it's something. I mean, it's just something that you, like you said, like it's a feel thing that um, after years of doing it and after, you know, 
doing films one after another, whatever they are, like even if they're short or long or simple or complex or whatever it is, you start to feel it a little bit more and more. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that's one of the like, key important things is like, it, it just takes time. It just mm-hmm. takes a lot of time um, to get to that. Like even with all the crazy technology these days, like that, that makes it a lot easier, but- um, In quotes though, it, right? Yeah. 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 Easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. It is a lot easier in in some ways, but amazing. you know that's the that's the technicality of things. But the 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 feel side of the things that that's what really um, takes some time to kind of manifest itself mm-hmm. and to yeah. It's so complicated. Uh, a thing that comes to mind when I talk about failure and also projects that die, it made me think of this documentary. I know you've seen it. Yodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, 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 and I've watched some of his films. I've tried to watch some of them at least, and they're hard to get through. Some of them because they're just like, yeah. "All right, dude, what are you doing to me here?" And that's some, a big hole of film. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a it's, massive hole. It's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, barely you can see the edges of the hole on that halo yeah. of that. But but what I love about his films is that it's his films, and you know yeah. it's his films because you can feel it and love it or hate it. That's his films. But when I watched the documentary, I said, holy, this is crazy that this is more entertaining than his films were to me. And the concept Mm -hmm. that a failed project of his became a documentary that became entertaining Mm -hmm. and also a life lesson for all of us was wonderful. And I think I think that in the spirit of creation and the energy, because when you watch the, the documentary, all you want is for this guy to make this film. But at the same time, I think to myself, probably not. We don't want him to make this film. <laughs> Having experienced his films and what he's done to me. So like if you've seen Holy Mountain, you're just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and again, I, I, I think that I love that his he's so unique in his brilliance of just doing his thing that I can't yeah. really argue against it. Because that's his. I, that's such a brave artist to just go. I don't care about anybody's convention. This is me being yeah. weird and being myself. And you're like, well, you got a lot of trauma and some weird stuff going on in your head. So, <laughs> <laughs> but also amazing. So, congratulations. <laughs> it's it's honestly it's something to aspire to for me. Like it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess like finding the right balance um, between that and. Um, the stuff that I go through when, when I think about making films. Yeah. So you've gone through the process of like working with access. I mean, you've gone through, that's a Hollywood system in a sense, right? It's like, we can't do things until it goes through this machine and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Sort of, sort of like that. It's, it's, it's just a, you know, scaled down version of that. Um, I don't want to oversimplify. uh, I don't know if that's the case. I'm not. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's similar. I mean, I I also don't want to, um, compare it as well because I myself haven't gone through the Hollywood system um, you, you, you know you know things uh, from what you've heard and what you learned but mm-hmm. until you actually go through it it's it's a different story um, um, but yeah it's 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 definitely you know a whole process and I've I've come to you know enjoy uh, a lot of the parts of that process myself it's kind of uh, you know it's 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 that uh, like like I said previously like with the kind of you know the muscle that if you don't train it after a while like it becomes um, it becomes a little bit kind of uh, you know not as tight I guess um, you it's it's this weird balance between the the personal work that I do and my own kind of production and then the client work that I do 
at the, in the last couple of years, it's been a pretty decent uh, balance where I've done my own stuff, took, took a break, focused 100% on my own stuff, then did a bit of client work, and then, you know, kind of seesawed between the two sort of a thing. Mm. Um, and that, that worked out for me at the time. Um, but I don't know, I, I, I just think like a, a, after a few years, well, yeah, after a couple of years of doing that now, I just I just kind of feel like, something needs to change there a little bit um i don't know what at the moment but um you know you you have um i have the the benefit when i'm working on my own stuff that i have you know the full kind of attention to it and i don't have this other you know client project kind of um i guess clouding my vision or taking my time or whatever it is and it's vice versa when i do client work i don't have my own stuff uh, but then recently it started to blend a little bit i guess like that's kind of the the change that i wanted to to make is just try to overlap them a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know like it's working out but at the same time it has its own problems perhaps on the whole kind of wider creative process that i have um but it's yeah i don't know i don't know where i was going with this to be honest ash Uh, no it's okay it's (laughs) Um, i mean these our thoughts and these concepts are quite large and they 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 make our brains wander because we're doing a lot of introspective here which i think is interesting and i know that you're a person that drowns themselves in their work you're similar to me it's like you just get in there and then you just like oh shit a year went by oh crap two years went by and um it's yeah, hard to take a moment I, to break and go like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And where are we going? That that was kind of, you know. And I guess I guess one of the one of the points with the whole analogy with the muscle, if you don't train it for a while, it's kind of, you know, when I when I work with Axis, I don't do any hands-on work. Like sometimes I would do previs and stuff like that, but I don't do any hands-on work. It's a full, like it's a fully functioning studio. So I'm you know I'm pretty much hands-off there. Um, and I really enjoy that. I really, really enjoy that process of, of really, you know, just being a director and nothing else, basically. Um, but then I miss sometimes, you know, sitting, you know, and doing some camera work myself or doing some lighting and stuff like that. Um, so then when I go back to my personal stuff, then I can, I can you know, I guess do all, all of those things as well but then after a while i'll probably get sick of doing all those things as well so it's it's this weird weird balance like where you're constantly missing one and the other like some i don't know it feels like it for a long time it felt like it worked but then i don't know like recently i just feel like um i don't know maybe maybe i just need to to rethink that process a little bit um or do a little bit of both you know when you're doing it you know like one thing i realized i was talking with a friend of mine and and i have a film that i kind of wrote and we were talking about getting it produced and i was adamant that i must shoot the film even though it's going to probably be a detrimental thing for me just because it's hard to direct and shoot the film yeah but I just told him that uh, I don't want to do it any other way. I just don't. I don't. I can't collaborate with Greg Frazier, so I'm gonna just try it my own way. You know. You know. What I'm saying like, and 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 until I can get to that level where I can work with somebody that I can see could push beyond me. Of course, not to say mm-hmm. that other people can't. It's just it's such a personal thing, and I realize that if I let go of certain tools and certain parts of the process that I love, then I won't love what I'm doing and what, what am I doing? That's for me, though, personally. 
And I had to be adamant about it where I'm like, no, I really, even though it's going to probably pull me in different directions, I shouldn't, I should just be focusing on the scene and the, and the thing and then that blah, blah, blah. I don't want somebody there that's going to be upset with me just going and grabbing their gear and constantly moving it to where I need mm-hmm, it to be. Mm-hmm. But that's because I love that part of the process. I love photography. I love capturing light and I love yeah. how that intrinsically connects it. So well, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe your next client job, you're like, okay, I'll do all these things, but I will control camera. And that's just something I want to do. And I'm going to do blocking and, and stuff. And I don't know. Gets 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 a little bit difficult with the studios. Does it? They want to have control on it and everything? It's not It's not just that. It's it's just the whole pipeline side of things. It gets difficult. That's uh, true. But it's, Unless uh, you're it's, there. It's the other. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, even if you're there, but it's it's like, it's there's always so many other things to do in a day where you just don't don't get the time to do all of that yeah. and um, you shouldn't yeah. Um, but yeah but but i mean that's really interesting what you what you just described and it's um i mean you 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 you're so damn good at photography man that it's 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 insane um did you ever let me ask you a question like did you ever when you were shooting chimera um did you ever um have a moment where you like you you, you shot it and basically like not even review like this is this is it like this is this is this is done <laughs> do you, or do you always like after shooting do you always go through the go through the the, the, the various takes and the review and then uh, mm. for example like you've shot you've shot like three takes in a row and the third one you just know what the actor did was was perfect mm. um, you know that you had the control of the camera uh, and the focus was on point and you're just like all right that's it mm. you know we got it yeah um, feel feel comf- confident and comfortable enough to not even check it <laughs> mm-hmm. i just find it interesting i don't know like yeah well you know when you you know when you know you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um tyler and i had uh tyler's my actor he's also producer on the film and we did yeah basically we built chimera together which is wild um but he had come down he's he's canadian he had come down and we had we had basically pre-shot the film we found the mm-hmm. locations and we shot it. So when we were doing all that stuff and exploring the film cinematically and talking about it mm-hmm. and working through it, I'd already shot it. And then we had lost the main location a month before shooting it. So it was like full on panic mode. And we, we found another location, had to re-block the half the film. But anyways, um, there's been, there was a lot of moments like that because it's literally, it was me, Tyler, and my, yeah. and, and my, my really close friend, Jason. And Jason was doing audio so it's just the three mm-hmm. of us so when we're out there doing it there was a lot of moments yeah. where i was like even if i wanted to review it there's no time we're literally yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and i'm, I'm a big fan yeah. of just one light and and, fi- and yeah. shooting with what you have so it's just the sun and working through it but yeah. there was multiple times and I'd, i would i even with with tyler tyler will know like i wouldn't allow us to have reviews of anything because you just got to trust that I know what I'm doing. And the, we would call it, he would, we would have funny nicknames for each other. So we'd call it, he'd call me Peter Pans because I would get like crazy with the pan <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm pulling focus and panning and he would do improv stuff and I'm like, shit, where's he going? And so we would, anytime I messed up, we'd call it Peter Pans and stuff. So there was, def, there's definitely some errors in there, but we would cut around them and stuff, but it was always like a, uh, a focus issue or some sort of funny thing, but you yeah. know, you just work through it. And um, because there was so much constraints and I had I had blocked out everything with to the T, uh, focal length, camera setup, everything. 
everything was yeah. really like I just it was like we have I think three days to shoot this things and we're doing mm-hmm. 40 to 50 shots setups and and captures a day which is that's yeah. really fucking fast to it's be, a lot. yeah <laughs> it's a shit ton um, but yeah. anyways uh, yeah just you know working around the, the light and the given light and all of a sudden you have the perfect light and the perfect shot and then a cloud comes in and you're like fuck and then how long is it till the cloud clears okay you know and then you just yeah. go with it and then you go like, oh you just figure it out as you go but long story short you just kind of fail through the process yeah. and, and then um, because of necessity I wasn't allowed myself too yeah. much time to be precious I was like I know this is where the shot is and I think a lot of it came and this might be your approach too is a lot of preparation to mm-hmm. get to that place where you're you feel comfortable um, getting what you need on the day yeah yeah yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's way more forgiving with mocap because, mm-hmm. like, you, you definitely need prep for mocap. But um, um, you know, you're just focusing on on the on the character performance there, and then you have not all the time in the world, but you have a lot of time to figure out um, the camera stuff later on. Like, that's one of the main advantages of it. Um, but um, I, I imagine still, like, from from that whole experience, like. You know, in in the ideal world, that uh, you know, you 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 move on to to a longer form project, and uh, you get the budget for a feature, and uh, you'd still want to kind of retain some of the things that really work for you, like along your process, like instead Absolutely. of plugging into what's kind of the most efficient, the most kind of um, you know, the most efficient way to make a film, shoot it for as fast as you possibly can. And I don't want to do of, that. You know, yeah. 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 I still want to control sort of the, 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 I guess working the way that works best for you, basically. What, what, what you've kind of fine tuned and honed in for the past how many years? A lot of, yeah. <laughs> a lot many. of years. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. yeah. We, we find <laughs> it, you know, this is what I think is quite, quite brilliant. I'm out here in Southern California and you're out in Belgrade yeah. and, we're both finding what we're doing, which I find fascinating. You know, it's, 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 it's all a series of choices and what you yeah. do with those choices and how you maneuver those things. And I, I think it's really, it's really interesting. You and I both share the same issue, which we drown ourselves in our work. Can you touch on that a little bit about how you, you smother yourself? You, you do, you've been doing a lot of work, you know, and um, where's yeah. that come from? Where's that fire? Where's that, where's that desire come from? I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. Um, I I try to take time off, but uh, I think I realized um, just recently or in the last year that I haven't been doing that as much as I thought I've been doing that, mm-hmm. and it kind of caught up with me. Um, I I didn't really have too many kind of burnout periods um, in my life, but uh, last year was definitely one. Um, and the, I don't know, like, I, I, I think we maybe briefly talked about it, like, on the first podcast, but uh, my, my dad's a carpenter, and uh, my, my, my dad worked hard his whole life, his whole life and uh, that's kind of, I, I, I kind of just feel like I have a very, very similar work ethic to my dad, um, and that a lot of that kind of got imprinted on me somehow, mm-hmm. um, and 
like maybe that's the core of it i don't know maybe i need to do a lot more digging to find out where it actually comes from hmm. um or but, not um it could be that or not yeah. or not or i can just leave it be there like, <laughs> don't, don't 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 turn that rug yeah. uh, <laughs> leave it sit comfortably yeah, that be, be, beneath that rug and uh, yeah just uh <laughs> just yeah. kick it back in as it seeps out um, let me ask you this then when you finish a project what's the feeling like when it's released, not finished in internally between yourself and your team, but when it's released online publicly, yeah. What's what's your feeling? Oh, the yeah. moment of release, relief, ecstatic, mm. like all of the feelings, I guess. Mm. Okay, <laughs> um, the next day, how is I, it? What's the feeling? It's 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 pretty consistent, I would say, for the for the. Let's say uh, like a week or two after the release, it, it's it stays pretty, you know, kind of um, ecstatic. There, there's ecstatic. There's relief. There's, uh, um, I guess, being proud of what we were able to achieve and all of that. I I do think that there's uh, like maybe, you know, like a month or two after it or something like that. Maybe if I if I. Then maybe a month, a month or so, maybe a couple of months need to pass after it, where I start to feel that if there's not anything new coming along, that I start to feel a little bit nervous, mm. a little bit like you know, That's not necessarily that. you know, yeah, not necessarily um, work, but um, you know, if Presence. you know, what what's the next, what's the next thing, you know, mm. what's the what's the next thing, what I, where where do I go from here, what do I do next. Mm. Um, so there is, yeah, I don't know where that's coming from. Mm. Um, and that's probably the thing that kind of, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of drove me a little bit to that uh, burnout point last year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's weird. Mm. Um, well, it's a question that I think is, uh, this is some, something I've been doing a lot of reflecting on in my childhood and, um, why I make the decisions I do. I feel like I'm echoing a lot of the decisions. And when I start to really think about it, I'm starting to find some interesting things. I'm almost 40 years old. And so I'm trying to think like, why do I work so hard? And why do I do all these things? And sometimes it comes from a desperate need for me personally to be acknowledged or to be, um, I don't know, hey, I'm here, you know, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is like, I just love sharing cool things. And also I just love sharing what I think is interesting. And I mean, you go through different stages, at least I have in my life where, you know, yeah. from one to 10, there's a stage. And then from 10 to 20, there's a stage and 20 to 30 is a stage. And then 30 to 40, I'm starting to feel like, oh, wow, there's another like revolution around this, this cycle of life. That's really interesting. Yeah. And these are just numbers appointed to things. Obviously it's hard to really associate time and age, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting because like I can, what I can definitely kind of when you when when I track back, you know the work that I've done and kind of how how it evolved, um, you can see even now like funnily enough like I, I I just started like uploading my stuff to YouTube and I'm going through all my old work as well <laughs> just now, um, and uh, and it, it it like one thing I, I knew this before but I kind of forgot about it after a while and and now it kind of remanifested itself to me. Like there's an element of fun and uh, excitement in all the older stuff that I've done, and then at one point it took a turn, mm. and then it become became a lot more dark and a lot more depressing and a lot more serious. Mm. Um, 
And, um, you know, I've, I've had this conversation so many times, especially like right now, even as I'm talking to you, like I'm smiling and, and like, like some people told me like, like, hey, but you're such a happy guy. Like, why, why, <laughs> like, why do you do so, such a, you know, such dark, depressing shit? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I don't want to. It could be you know, therapy, you know, like you're getting it. You're well, getting no, it, I mean, it, it. yeah. No, it absolutely is. Like it absolutely is. When it took a turn, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of half joking about it as I'm talking about it right now, which uh, you can you know analyze that as well uh, if you want. <laughs> if, if anyone professional is listening, but uh, that that happened with freight. I mean, freight was was done at a point in my life where you know um, I was going through a death death in the family, and uh, there was. Uh, you know, like hard times, basically. But it was hard times reflected on all, all of us, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Both Iz and Milan and myself were going through our individual kind of hardships. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of in, infused itself in the story and making something darker. And freight is uh, like essentially is that freight is the the story of weight within us, as as we kind of described it. Um, and um, I don't know. At that point, the, the the fact that it didn't leave, the fact that I found something, I don't know, interesting in that, and the fact that I was drawn to more heavier subjects after that was was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because it, it definitely is not how it started. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of see... You know, IFCC as this kind of uplifting thing, and then um, you know, even even like the playground stuff after that, and then it all kind of took a sharp turn. Um, so, so there was definitely you know a life event that that triggered that, but then um, some of that is 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 driven by that for sure. But then some of that might just be um, kind of fascination or kind of uh, with with the darker side of things a little bit more as as I. As I grew more mature and older, maybe I don't know. It's it's difficult to pinpoint, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's definitely something that's that's present even now. You know, like it's um, whenever whenever we're talking about what we're gonna do next, it's always the themes are universally darker. You know, um, the way uh, the way irradiation and then eventually beckoning came to be was. Uh, uh, both uh, the, the, all, all three of us kind of went on this retreat uh, at one point and we kind of bashed out like just bashed out over a weekend ideas for stories that we would make if we had the budget to create like a, our own love that and robots sort of a thing mm-hmm. and every single one was you know it was it was mature it was uh, r-rated for mature audiences uh, it was uh and you know not to kind of bank off of love death and robots but it's the the themes that we're we're interested in but it's like every single one of them was there's there's like no levity in in either one it's all like very very dark serious stuff um and and that's where yeah that's where irradiation came from and then that's where eventually beckoning came from as well but um yeah it's interesting i don't i don't really know again like that's i can i can very easily pinpoint the start of it but I don't know where the rest of it is coming from. Mm. It's um, a lot of years to be in that kind of stasis of mind too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it has it has its weird. Uh, it has a weird effect uh, on you. Like uh, I, I don't I don't know. Like at, at times I, I I kind of feel it, but at times as well, we'd be making the most. I don't know, not the most, but we'd be making some pretty dark stuff, and then like. We're having the time of our lives <laughs> at the same time. We're demented I don't know if creatures. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's weird, but well. it's just uh, 
it's it's not it's not the enjoyment of of that it's more of the enjoyment of the creative process and um you know the time With that friends. we're having mm-hmm. um yeah like that that's yeah. the enjoyment that we're getting i, I guess like to, to to the layman's person like watching it from the outside that might be the reaction is like hey like you're creating this why the fuck are you you know having the best time of your life well because the um, process it could but, be really fun yeah and it could be really disconnected from the pain of the film too yeah yeah I think that's that's the the yeah that's probably the best way to put it is um, yeah being with your friends having addicted fun. to the process yeah well having fun with friends but also being addicted to the process as well it's um, it's weird like it's it's also like like how you put it like how do you feel when you finish the film is like how yeah. do you feel while while you're working on it yeah like it's it's also a roller coaster of emotions you know like for me it's always usually. You know, like the, the the start of it is is by far the best part, um, the most creative part, mm. but also the the hardest part. But it takes the the least amount of time compared to everything else. So it's like this weird puzzle. You know, um, you have the main production, which lasts like I don't know, it could last six months, it could last two years. Um, but when you know what you're making, you kind of just have to show up and make it, you know, it's like going to work. So that stuff, you know, is a lot of work, but it's not necessarily hard um, mm. in some ways, you know. So it's just it's this weird, I don't know, amalgamation of things. Like, why the hell do we do this? <laughs> yeah, it's a complicated one. Well, it's hard. It's also hard when you are a, a workaholic when, and then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, crap, I'm I'm in this I've been repeating myself or I'm doing this. And then like you said, it's, it's really beautiful for you to see that. It's like, Oh wow. Like my work was fun and joyful and silly. Like my, my open based personality, but then it took a, a darker mm-hmm. turn and why am I still in that cycle? And it's also wonderful to yeah. be able to see that too and to acknowledge it, not because it's wrong or bad. It's just because it's something that you're in and you're sometimes it's almost like, you're hitchhiking through life and all of a sudden you get in one car and that takes you way further than you thought. And then you're like, Oh, well I'm, I'm in a different town. I guess I'll have to sleep here tonight, yeah. you know? And then yeah. the next day we have this tendency as humans to, I, I call it like the smelling thing. It's, it's, I don't, I know there's a term for it, but you ever smell like a really bad smell and all of a sudden the smell gets a little less because your body says, mm-hmm. well, this is common and we're in the smell. So, and sometimes life, doubt depression all of these things whatever they are will creep in and they'll become a normal thing you know and then you're Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like not saying that we're depressed or anything i'm just saying all of a sudden you're like oh shit you're almost um a vessel of your body you're not even looking like you're not able to communicate to it and that's really yeah it's like you're almost like a passenger to your to your body you know which is like wow fuck you know (laughs) it's hard yeah yeah, I mean that that stuff happens, man. Yeah. I mean, but it was that was that was like one of the things that happened last year as well. It's yeah, like I mentioned, like the podcasts and all that stuff. Like at one point, um, I used to like the first thing in the morning, like I get into the office, I would just blast the music out, and that would be like the you know like the morning routine. And then you know even like when when work gets as it gets more intense like I would just be blasting it out and that would be like I I, I love that I have a standing desk that doesn't work right now but I love like working standing yeah, and dancing. Um, blasting out music and just you know what kind of music were you listening stuff like that. what kind of, what kind of music 
oh man, like usually when I'm when I'm working, I'm just randomly listening to stuff from SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be uh, in the last couple of years, it's been a bunch of like weird remixes and stuff from like like synthwave stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a you know I'm a metal fan at heart. I, I grew up with Iron Maiden, Metallica, and that, those were my kind of favorite. Electronica is a new metal though. If you notice it, they have the same breakdowns yes. and cores, uh, different things, of course. But I was just talking about so, like how dubstep is similar yeah. to hardcore music the breakdowns and the drops and all that so I'm like yeah this is basically hardcore I could I could I could, I could never go go into dubstep though like right? that's I, I there's tried. good versions I, I of tried, everything I, I feel like there's great versions <laughs> of, of of country music it's just the knowing yeah. the nuance and being introduced to it properly so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um, the mainstream I think but that was but, all right sorry you get the music you're pumped no no no, no no absolutely but that was that was that was that was you know that was the whole part of the process and then you know podcast like all right same thing like it's super inspirational for me to listen to and then one point at one point i realized like it's been it's been weeks i've been working for like weeks and i haven't even like played a single track yeah. like it's just been like dead silent in the office and i'm like you know what the hell is happening mm-hmm. i and, love the feeling the, of bringing I, music back in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. oh yeah yeah in, immediately yeah like like you brought life back in, yes. basically so it's um it's 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 yeah i mean it's it's had a it's had a big impact um on my life recently as well it's one of those things like i kind of realized as well at one point um i think it was like last year or something i was doing just a random like q a on instagram and uh this friend of mine asked me like uh well i mean a, a guy i know from one of the conferences he asked me like hey what are what are your hobbies and i realized like holy shit i don't have a single fucking hobby to name <laughs> like literally yeah. not a single hobby to name. like i used to have <laughs> literally like like i all of my hobbies sort of became work yeah you know? um Do, but then, let me ask you a question though should you have a hobby i don't know man it just it just felt weird that i don't uh why is that you know because everybody else know. does I, I, no, it, I, I think it felt weird for me because it's it was like I, the, the the feeling I had was like, am I so entrenched in this work that this is literally like all I am? That's it. Uh, yeah, and that was That's that how was like you become prolific though. <laughs> Your output's insane. It, 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 it is, and yeah. then that's also how you how you you know have have a breakdown <laughs> yeah. mid year. Yeah. Um. So I mean, so there's a cost to everything. So yeah, I mean. But it was, but it was, it was, it was an interesting thing. Like it, like everything kind of funneled into. It. It's not necessarily that I need one, mm. but it's, uh, it's something that was just interesting to think of. Um, do you and have I one f- now? Found. Oh yeah, I do. Sorry, I <laughs> it's correct. It's, it's, it's. No, no, I absolutely do, and I, I love it. It's collecting records, mm. and that's in in huge part uh, due to Danilo, who's. Uh, you know, like oh, he, he loves like his story. Stuff, yeah. Oh, my, he's he's a, has had a whole life of that, uh, basically. But um, but uh, but that was I, it's it's you know it's it's just this. I'm not a huge record geek or anything like that. Uh, it's just uh, it's just fun and interesting to me to you know again as cliche as it maybe sounds. Uh, it's it's an analog thing to help me get away from the digital thing and from the computer. Yeah, man. It's something that, that I, you know, I, I can go out and I can seek it out and I can just spend some time in shops just flicking through records. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have to, you know, stand up uh, from sitting down and change the record and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fancy player. I don't have a fancy equipment, nothing yeah, like that. It's just something, it's just something I, I, I like to do. 
Um, so it's it's yeah it's, it's it's just like weird stuff like that. Mm. Um, There's been a big re- um, return to a lot of people collecting records and and having records in their lives. I think again, which has been wonderful to see because I love I think music and music yeah. is a beautiful thing and and music and in its old form via records. I mean, growing yeah. up, it was like we had CDs and it was all about the album art and reading the lyrics and like going through that process yeah. and that that unwrapping, that unraveling of something special. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I, I've been listening to some brilliant bands and I can't even remember their names. And it's like, so unfortunate. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause the music, I feel brilliant. like it's, it's, it, it, it must be the same thing, man. It, it's like it, technology is such a big part of everyone's lives now yeah. that like a lot of people just are trying to escape it and are, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find, an analog replacement for something, whether it's a hobby or whatever it is, just to kind of distance themselves a little bit from that. Yeah. I, I think it's super important. It's like, yeah. We should talk um, about AI art a little bit too, because <laughs> I know that oh you man. have your own opinions. I know. It, so. I know it's, yeah. It's very I mean, topical. This was, yeah, yeah. This was coming. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, it's like, I've, I've binge watched all like, uh, you know, Steven Zapata's videos and uh, I watched uh, your podcast and my Chase podcast on the topic. And uh, what do you think of listening to all of our, because we have, I mean, I, f- I try to be in the middle as much as possible. But Steven's yeah. definitely on one, his side as well. And then I've heard people yeah. on the other side who are like full pro it and stuff. But yeah, I'm curious what you think. No, it's, it, it's, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle as well. Um, I can so when the whole thing came out, it's uh, it's again like again the whole horrible predictions thing like I had with Unreal. Mm-hmm. I, I think like whatever version of Mid Journey when it came out, and it was like all kind of squiggly and but it could reproduce colors and light really well. I felt like well this is this is neat like this is nice for you know color keys and stuff like that and like just pulling together a bunch of ideas for lighting and stuff like that, but it's not really usable. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, this is going to replace concept art. And I'm like, this is never fucking going to replace concept art. This is, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe later. in a couple of years, <laughs> and like maybe in a couple of years, I said, this is going to take five years to get to a place where it's decent. <laughs> Literally like, like three months later, yeah. it was like, holy shit, <laughs> what happened? Uh, so I'm, I'm horrible with that. So yeah. don't, don't listen to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But uh, or actually, maybe but, you're but, good but yeah, because I'm, your bad assessments are actually the opposite of what's happening. So you could just go like, I think it's going to be five years, and then you go, it's probably more like three to five months, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, like I, I, I think like, it surprised all like of us. The, honestly, none of us. I mean, I, it, it surprised everyone. Like, there's no way. Like, it, it, the the how fast it happened. I don't know if you, did you see the latest video things? Uh, no. They're they're doing the same thing to video now. Oh. Like it's it works already already. <laughs> yeah. There's a, it's a, it's a there's two examples that I've seen. There's one example yeah, send where me it's the links like to it. I'd like to see it. I I'll, I'll try to find. I think I have it somewhere. But yeah. there, there's one example where it's like it's a pretty bad example, but it just showcases that it works. Mm-hmm. It says like you can, you have text on one end, and basically like each paragraph is a shot. So it's like a penguin surfing on a surfboard, mm-hmm. and then the penguin walks on the beach, waves to the camera. The penguin um, picks up the balls or whatever. Like there's like like ball pits, like the colorful ball pits. Uh, I realized that first thing came out so wrong. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> I just let it go. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the penguin ends up on like a high mountain or something, and it literally does all of those things. Um, 
in a video form. It's janky as fuck, sure. but again, it doesn't um, matter because look it, at like the beginning. But again, it, yeah, give it a month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at this point, it's like give it a month. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was the other one which looked way more decent, which was something like a couple walking in the rain with with an umbrella, um, and it looked pretty. You know. You can see that it had like like a huge kind of photographic input in it, mm. uh, but it's still like it's very squiggly and blurry and whatnot. Sure. But it works. Like it works. That's the point. Um, and uh, it's it's gonna work even better. I think it's you know after after all of the discussions. I mean, the I I've I've never I've never actually used not even chat GPT and I, I do want to try that one mm-hmm. um, but I, I've never used them um, on one end it was out of laziness when it first came out <laughs> I was doing other other stuff and I just didn't have time and I didn't see kind of value for me in it sure. um, and then uh, and then when it actually you know got where it is to today I just felt like this is this is just wrong on so many levels mm-hmm. and then all of the you know, when I saw Steven's video, that was the, just like crystallized everything so perfectly. And uh, and I think like in, in general, like, and I don't know if you've seen like all of the all of the lawsuits that went out just yeah, now. This is tsunami happening. Yeah. I knew. I mean, I was like, well, this is going to happen. I mean, it was going to happen. Yeah. It was it was going to happen. Yeah. Like there was at one point it was a little bit disappointing where when when there was a collage of images of like hey you can clearly see that those are kind of uh, watermarks from getting images from adobe stock from whatever yeah. um i was thinking like holy shit like there's adobe stock on there so adobe must be the ones who's gonna sue them first mm-hmm. but then literally like one day later adobe stated that oh we're fine with ai art being sold on our platform <laughs> on our stock platform like literally a day before after i'm like oh, well because it's big business right, it's, just, it's two big businesses yeah, they're like we can either fight each other yeah. or collaborate and then i think that's really my assessment i think the col- collaborate thing is gonna prevail um yeah. i i guess like the, the the biggest thing at the core of it is the ethics of it yeah um, the yeah. technology is not going anywhere yeah technology is um, fucking the, cool super cool it, it's cool it's 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 insane how cool it is and it's it's that um it's just like everyone got scared rightfully so that it got here so fast like it's the it was the last thing on the list that Mm -hmm. ai was supposed to automate and it's the first thing that actually happened yeah it's just like the hell man wait we didn't like our uvs you know yeah yeah yeah. it was like we didn't talk about this come on like let's let's fix all the other stuff first um yeah let's fix politics and like global economics first you know like let's fix i'm not sure if i'm i'm not sure if i'm willing to let ai do that um Uh, i'd rather um, something something else yeah something else yeah yeah i don't know Uh, (laughs) come on join me in my Um, utopia view <laughs> this is in how your, this is how uh, little I know about global economics. Skynet, yeah. Skynet utopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's that's, coming. That's the AI. It's uh, well, uh, hell, hell yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's no, it's um, I, the technology is definitely it's it's impressive and it's interesting and it's exciting, um, and it's definitely staying. Like, there's no way that this gets canceled and i think that's the point that a lot of a lot of the concept artists that are again rightfully so afraid um are are scared for you know it's it's never getting it's never the point of canceling it it's just fixing the 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 copyright issue fixing the ethics issue yeah i think there's a big we talked about it the other day like 
you know, like um, imagine, you know, again, like Milan, my, my concept art friend, like imagine if he can, where well, we get into the production of Beckoning um, and um, we, we haven't even talked about that, but you know, the, the, the again, the, the proof of concept film that I'm developing right now, yeah, but if we get into the, we're, we're the whole, the whole point we're doing that and the, the whole kind of idea behind that is we're doing that on a, on a, on a, you know, with a super small crew, super independent, something that hopefully, I mean, that's the idea, but something that used to take super large team and large studios is now possible due to technology um, to do with smaller teams. Mm -hmm. So this is another example of, of where that can happen if the whole kind of copyright ethics stuff are being taken care of. What if there's a tool, like, like a tool that you can in install locally where Milan can feed the AI with his own work. Yeah, um, that's what I'm he doing. Has, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So he's going to feed his own work, yeah. train just the aesthetics, just the general style and the aesthetics, just train a model off of his own work, right. his own work alone. And then he inputs the specifics. So now, for example, he has a specific design of the main character for the film. So he can input the specifics of, hey, this is the main character. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time to, uh, you know, draw all the keyframes for you know environment concepts or just you know uh, lighting keys or uh, kind of keyframe art uh, he can do that on his own with his own style with his own work basically trained uh, using the model that's trained solely off of his own work that's right i don't know enough about how it all works uh, yeah a friend so of mine's i, doing I, I right kind now. of yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so I, I imagine that that's like in the world where the whole legality side of things gets taken care of that's an incredibly powerful tool like that's an absolutely incredibly powerful what's tool. an iteration well, machine where he yeah. yeah yeah well it's 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 also like you know when you have a design like for example for specific needs for production like he designed the main character so now he needs to put the main character in a bunch of different poses uh for a bunch of different shot needs when he where he's gonna do the lighting um Inst you know that's like laborious work that he necessarily doesn't want to do is just like redraw the design of the of the character every single time uh he's you know the design is done so now he's fo focusing on shot design for example mm -hmm. so in that case having some something that helps you with the you know transposing the character that already exists mm -hmm. uh is is like immensely powerful and immensely helpful mm -hmm. um i don't know at the current state um, whether like if you're training the model just based off of you know a single artist's work does it have enough input to generate something I think that's the whole point of kind of well, that's what why they're scraping yeah. yeah like why they're literally scraping all of the net, like internet at the moment because it's the abundance of all of the mm -hmm. photographs and art that it's, that it's taken like again like I haven't like dove too deep into this yeah but um i like that i definitely you know symp sympathize and empathize i guess uh with with all the artists that are facing this because it is it is like blatantly stealing a lot of examples uh uh but but again like i i i think the technology in its uh, it's in its own right it's definitely like there's no way that it just gets shut down. No, like it's, it's here and, to and stay. nor should it's it. Here to nor stay. should it. I think it's, it's a beautiful yeah. thing that we should definitely. Yeah. But that literally, the user case that you're saying is something that 
I'm investigating. Yeah. I think a lot of artists are, but literally installing installing stable diffusion um, solo just on my computer and letting mm-hmm. it process my own images that I feed it into yeah. so that I can go, this is the blah, blah, blah. This is the prompt. This is all the data full from yeah. this. And then I go, make me an iteration of blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then yeah. I can look at it the next day and go, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's kind of interesting yeah. and odd. And yeah. To kind of really get this machine to actually come up with some really interesting odd things and it'll get you like yep. 50 60 percent there but if you're an artist you can finish that thought you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. you can take it to the finish line yeah. yeah and that's see that's that's how out of tune i am with the whole thing i didn't even know you can already do that but uh, yeah well um, it's moving so fast but, i mean literally every day yeah, like yeah. i haven't seen the video yeah. stuff but to be completely honest it becomes so inundated that I have a life that I'd rather live rather than just going like, oh, this is a new AI thing. And I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. fascinated by it, but I don't live it like it's my everything. Yeah. I'm just like, well, okay. No, it's, it's, yeah. And I, I think, again, like it's, it's hard for, you know, younger artists and people who are just starting out. I think it's, it's like really hard when this stuff comes out is sure you you can't help but think like, well, what's the point? You know, yeah. uh, it kind of takes away so much from you. Um, but uh, I, I think it's like again like l- being fearful of it in that sense is like it's not the AI itself is not gonna you know take your job away uh, or you know any artist's job away uh, it can help the process but there's still you know there, it, all of these quote unquote AI artists that are floating about now and like doing all these all these images like the, the people who are just no you know not artists themselves who have just started um, using this tool as it is, like they're not gonna replace um, the artist, in my opinion. Like they're, you know, it's the artist who's gonna be using the tool to help, you know, iterate on the work faster. But there's always gonna be um, some finishing touches that go on top of that. Um, case in point, like there's there's no iteration of it. I think that can uh, survive. Uh, a client project uh, uh, that we do, for example, at Access, because like you can generate some amazing stuff with it, but then when feedback comes in, uh, when and f- you know how feedback can be <laughs> detailed and uh, you know into how you know, into what minutia it could go in, and when we start you know referencing like oh this shape right here changed into this and the proportions need to be changed like this and the, the color and the what you know there's so many specific things that um, sometimes we, we, we go through um, that absolutely need an artist's touch. Uh, I kind of feel like, at least at the moment, that's not working. Maybe there's a version it's in coming. the future which can take feedback. Well, um, stable diffusion, you can <laughs> augment the image and get iterations based off of like augmenting it. You can, yeah. you can get iterations, but if you do specific points of feedback, yeah. if you say, yeah. you know, whatever, like you generate there's a, way. a Warhammer, yeah, a Warhammer character and it has a collar on it. And then you, you want a specific emblem on the collar to be representative of something. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can target that specific thing and the AI. Vitaly was yeah? showing me that a long time ago. Yeah. Because I Holy think with shit. stable diffusion... <laughs> This is Vitaly showing me, so I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was yeah. like when when Midjourney was happening, I'm, he was like I'm just, he was like I'm jumping in stable diffusion because stable you can get crazy with it. But he's also I'm, I'm just kind of a unique yeah. guy in his approach to no. Things. I'm just uh, that's that's what I was gonna say. I'm sure he was just doing it in real time. And he's like, oh yeah, look, this is AI. And he's like so fast and he's just like modeling it all and rendering in real time. Damn it, Vitaly. Yeah, probably <laughs> most likely. Now he was showing me like I think you could do paintovers and then and augment those 
those paint overs and then have it pull from those paint overs and like not even doing paint overs, but you're just like change that and this and that. And then I think you can do iteration. It's pretty wow. insane. Yeah. And also yeah. I think it's the limitation is again, it's just you being that you as a person making it, you know, I really think I, I think it really gets me to think about it. Cause my next big question and topic is to talk about process. Um, but it, when you strip an artist away from their process, what does an artist have? And then I, I always think like you have your impression on the world and that's really what's left over. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things like, and even like, it was funny. I was watching, I think it was, I think it was a radiation behind the scenes and you were talking about, um, how annoying it was to make things in the back in the day and like 3d studio max logo popped up, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> All of the programs have that problem. But then you're like, you're going past it. And I thought to myself, when you can remove all of these things, what do you have left? And then I think that's why we've arrived here so quickly with this like potential AI thing, because we see it'll remove all of those things potentially. If it's, if it continues on the course, then that means anybody and everybody can just write their own movies and films and, yeah. and not everything's going to be good. I'd say again, just like when you go on YouTube, I would get, I would wager to say that, 99% of YouTube content is not very good. Yeah. And then there's 1% that's really good, you know, and a lot of, but anyways, yeah. that's just also like maybe everybody is a director and everybody is an artist, but maybe they're not. And, you know, and then finding their own yeah. truth. It's, I think it's one of those conundrums and those dilemmas that when we really <laughs> face it, we go, shit, what's going on here? Then we're kind of facing this, this internal question of what is our point? You know, what's the reason? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's similar. I, I guess I guess you can kind of make a parallel with kind of how similar it is to kind of what what I'm going through at the moment is you know like one of the main reasons of why I embarked on this journey of trying to you know independently make uh, an animated feature length film is because the technology allowed me to. Like there's no freaking way I would have I would have even thought of doing this um, just a, just literally like two years ago. Like there's no way. Um, and now all of a sudden it's possible. And uh, the two key factors in there are, uh, you know, Unreal Engine, real-time rendering, all of the speed-ups that you're getting with, with that whole process and the environment creation and all of that. Um, and then there's the metahuman side of things, which is evolving. And uh, the metahuman is is gonna, you know, in the next couple of years, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna replace so many things that um, you know that that were only ever possible and reserved for like high end studios. They're gonna be available to everyone, uh, even now, even today. Um, the whole the, the the rigor that they have for for custom faces, like that's a perfect example of it, uh, where. Oh yeah, and you can you can in, kind of in draw the beckoning. The, I saw you taking your yeah, ZBrush yeah, yeah, and then yeah. pointing their yeah. rig to it, which is that yeah, was always a problem yeah, too because you couldn't get the control rigs to match what you wanted. And you're, absolutely, oh, yeah, that's 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 a huge that's so powerful. But you can kind of draw a parallel with that with what's happening with um, with AI in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, oh like yeah, with AI, the fear is uh, you know like, hey, I'm an artist, I'm gonna lose my job over this because mm-hmm. now I'm being replaced. Um, and uh, you know, in if previously we didn't have AI and I was still doing this, I would need to hire, um, you know, ten artists to 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 create concepts for this film. Uh, but now I can hire one artist and he can use AI and um, output that much more work. It's the same thing with the metahuman rig in in a sense, uh, because previously to get you know the facial rigs 
to that quality, uh, to that quantity of the characters that we have, you would need a whole freaking team yeah. of riggers. Yeah. And now you literally need just one rigger. Oh, that, it, <laughs> that's it's, crazy. It's, 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 yeah. it's that, yeah. And, and again, like I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm simplifying it a little bit because sure. <clears throat> it's not um, uh, like when you compare it to like studio work, riggers are fine, riggers are safe um, because um, in, in your typical, you know, let's let's say access workflow because that's kind of what i know or hydra um, um you know in your typical kind of day to day one day you're creating a realistic you know human and then the next day you're creating this sci-fi robot and then the next day you're creating this fantasy creature the rigging requirements on all three of those are completely completely different yeah. and there's no you know every studio has their own automatic solutions to some degree mm-hmm. But it's always like it always needs to be something custom for for a specific character. Uh, each character will always have its custom requirements, mm-hmm. you know. So what MetaHuman does is it takes care of that basic need of just you know just a human face. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really make anything other than that with it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think there's some people who tried to kind of transfer the controls to like a horse or like a dog or something like that. You can kind of do it. It kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, like, but, but, but again, like to a, to a regular user, to somebody who doesn't have a, a huge budget, uh, you have access to state of the art, absolute state of the art facial rigs um, with metahumans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like when it comes to independent production, like that's the reason why you previously, you couldn't even think of this, mm-hmm. um, of approaching something like this. And now you can, yeah. now, now you have the technology to do that and um again like i i don't really know the minutia of how meta humans work um but i'm sure that there is a bunch of ai stuff in there as well ai, AI stuff which you know they have developed interpolations um, and uh, stuff on, animation stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 all of that stuff there's a lot of stuff that they have developed internally using their own they have definitely not scraped the internet for 3d <laughs> facial models um but um but you know like and that that's the kind of you can you can very clearly draw a parallel there where like on one end i'm exciting i'm i'm ex, uh, you know ex, excited for the fact that the technology is allowing me to do this yeah. but then that's your career the, like, all ai stuff yeah. yeah yeah and and then when this all ai stuff happened i just kind of took a step back and i was like wait am i putting rigors out of work mm-hmm, by using sure. <laughs> meta humans instead yeah. you know i saw you um, mentioned that because we, we've both we've yeah. both collaborated with a very talented rigging and uh, artist lucas yeah, you know yeah. lucas, and yeah. he's wonderful by the way shout out to lucas yeah. he's just i really love him and he's such a sweetie uh and so talented i'm gonna, I'm gonna bundle up i'm gonna bundle up antonio in this shout out as well because mm-hmm. they are the spanish conquistador oh yeah uh, duo <laughs> which uh, which i love to death so uh i've only worked with lucas but i'm sure they're both amazing <laughs> but yeah like yeah. it's it's um it's something to think about because that's why I feel like when it all comes to it and I see people getting emotional and stuff about this, I, I can't oversimplify their emotions and I can't marginalize the fact that they're in pain. You know, when, when artists yeah. are, are afraid and they're worried for their jobs and their livelihood, I have to empathize and be like, you know, I, that's unfortunate because you shouldn't feel that way. And it's a, unfortunate that this technology mm-hmm. is happening so quickly. So I have to be emotionally there for those people because... I want them to be happy and I want them to to do their work and no matter what their work is, I, I really would love to support that. But we're in this really weird space in the world where 
capitalism and consume consumption is so so rampant that any of these kind of technologies should like if you thought about it like holistically if we didn't have this capitalist system and we didn't have all this stuff which is I'm getting into big things that I don't really understand but if we had that removed from the way that we flowed through the through life in the world this technology would be this brilliance this brilliant thing that we would all be encouraging mm-hmm. to grow and and thrive because we'd be like we don't really care about how the bills get paid. The bills just get paid. And then we're just like, we just want to have, we want to celebrate the positivity of life, even in the darkest moments, you know? And it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah. thing. Cause I mean, when I think about it, I go like, how far out do I have to think about how we evolve in order to be comfortable with something this big, replacing so many things, you know? And it gets really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, makes me think of, um, um, remember her yeah yeah her is the biggest film that came to mind for me i was hoping that we're heading towards her yeah yeah it's 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 like it's like scary how close it's it's getting yeah um, especially chat gpt and stuff it's like wow this is literally her like we're like a because the newest version of 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 chat gpt is is hugely big like massively increased in its ability to do what it (laughs) and and her if you like we've talked about it before it's like her is just a film about how technology helps a human through the hardest, one of the hardest things that we have to deal with, which yeah. is heartbreak, you know, and <clears throat> we're so simple creatures, you know, at the core of things. That's what I realized too. When I was using, it. I was like, wow, I'm so simple because these are the things that I'm getting uh, inspired by. Like they're all the yeah. same. And like, Oh, like it's just image reputation, replication. I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. it, it's fascinating. Yeah. To, to, to that point about ChatGPT, because I, I touched on it previously and I, I didn't uh, follow through, but the, uh, like, that's one of the things that I, I kind of dread a little bit using because I kind of feel I might get super addicted to it. Yeah. Um, well, you should. That's a design. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where, you know, like, it's, it's just a question of when you, when you use that stuff. Like how much of the idea is yours, and I think like that's the the waters we need to tread right now. Because again, like that as a tool, you could write a script with it. Might be you know might be like invaluable to. I mean, not might be probably is invaluable to the whole creative process. Is is kind of I want to say it's like similar to you know like how when we started it's like all right you're gonna put up a bunch of references and then you're gonna draw um, and write a bunch of notes and ideas Mm -hmm. and um something will click something will connect and you know that's how you're gonna make it um and then with this one you can just have like a bunch of like paragraphs outlines of various different ideas Mm -hmm. bundle them together and and see what throw that into the machine of making images and and then then you have your thing yeah yeah (laughs) And it it might it might be like what what the fuck is this? But then it might be like, hey, that's interesting. That's similar to what I had in mind. But maybe you know it brings something to the table. But then again, like I have no clue how Chat GPT works. Like, mm. isn't that the it same scrapes, thing? It like scrapes as well. I think it's just, it scrapes as well. Yeah. But how do you like with images? It's easier to prove. Like, how do you prove with words? Mm. Like, is that the next thing that's gonna happen? As is it the should. Yeah. Literal is the li- literally word w- li- literally. Fuck, literary. I can say it. I yeah. can say it. It's okay. Literary. Yeah. yeah. Literary. That word. World. That word. Yeah. Is that world gonna come after um, AI as well with lawsuits? Like, how do you prove that? Like, hey, yeah. they use the same word that I have in my book. Yeah. <laughs> like, how How does that work? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was all about like 
learning perspective and anatomy and all these things, these things you had to acquire. And I think like you're also a process person too. You love the process. You love sharing the process. You're what you're quite brilliant at. You have a, uh, a Patreon as well that like supports you sharing your process, which is really interesting because it's fascinating your process. Like, and I love that too. Um, you'll, 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 you'll release your project, but you also have this wonderfully produced piece of process that attaches yeah. itself to it because then it kind of alleviates this whole magical concept, you know, it's like, Oh, this is all magic. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, no, it's not magic. This is actually complicated. <laughs> and like, there's a lot to it. Um, but yeah, I think when you, when you use these tools, you remove a lot of that process and that Intel removes your identity, I think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the fear for me. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's where I've, that's where the fear kind of comes from, from using it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, yeah. Like I said previously, like the process can be addicting again. It's, it's really fun. It's, you know, it's again, as cliche as it's, uh, as it is, uh, it's, it's not about, the destination it's about the journey always um and um you know you take that away and then you immediately have the final thing like that's no fun at all yeah um it's it's really no fun at all so i i, I don't know like it's it's like grasping I, I, it, but it's also like again like it, it can be useful for i don't want to say brainstorming but again if it's brainstorming is it just a tool or is it mm-hmm. is it the collaborator in that in that sense it's a collaborator you know is yeah it, you have to be honest with it it's a collaborator and yeah and, and, it's it's not a tool mm-hmm. it's not just a tool it's mm-hmm. it is literally a collaborator yeah. like i'm not you know it's i haven't used it for that same reason I, I think i have the yeah. same reason where i'm like i don't want to use it just yet because and i'm always late to shit I'm, I'm like Mache yeah, is like yeah. riding that wave he's always like showing me shit I'm like what the <laughs> and Vitaly too those two guys they're always like yeah. ahead of the curve in a lot of things and, and but they're all I don't know how they process it all I, I'm just like fuck dude I'm like barely trying to f- figure out this other shit but it's really fascinating but I think that was one of my big worries I was thinking to myself like huh what if I just fed it a bunch of these like f- halfway ideas and have it write out a thing and go like oh well, that's interesting but then I realized hmm Maybe I'm worried that it'll affect my process of creation and discovery. Yeah. And maybe I'm just an old person in this approach. And maybe, but you're right. You said it's something perfect. And this is something that was really interesting. I had William Landgren on. Have you, have you seen his work? He's a, Uh, no. So his work's fantastic. He's, but he's known for this thing where he's 16 years old. He's a blender artist and he makes crazy shit. And like, it's awesome. All right. But he's really young and he's a savant in in a lot of ways. And, we talked in depth about this concept and he said it perfectly that you just said, and I think I agree and everybody else probably listening to this agrees when it's easy, it's not fun. So what does that tell you about us that we like a challenge and we don't like to give up that part of the challenge because we know deep down that's what makes it special. But yeah, I, I I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Is is he, by the way, the guy who made the back rooms or is that a different person? I don't know. I'm horrible with names. He did a there's, project called there's, Volta there's, and he just released another one. I'll send you his work. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that's the homage to, to, to your, to your Veneta piece, I'm, right? I, I won't say that, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. I've though. seen that. I've, yeah. I've seen that. No, yeah, have you seen awesome. his latest yeah, yeah. piece? It's really cool. No, oh, it's, no, I'll send no. it along to you, but he's, oh, I can't, this is one of my favorite, podcast with him he was so smart and so unique and it was so cool to talk to somebody 
of his age with that caliper awesome. of thinking was just so fantastic. So yeah, it's, it's I try to adopt him insane. a couple of times. <laughs> William, <laughs> serious for real, for uh, still, please, uh, I'll adopt you. <laughs> we can make this happen. You only have like one more year. You can, and I can, I can be your dad, <laughs> but, awesome. but yeah, it's, it's the struggle. It's the struggle. You know, I think that's the, what we attach our value to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, yeah. Deep stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it is deep stuff. If um, I, if I told you, I deep. said, you know, you're coming into this, you've never met Danilo. You've not met, um, all of your friends, your collaborators. And I said, I took all that away from you. And I say, and I say, I can just give you a film right now. You, t- If you can tell me what it is and what you think of, would you do that? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take yeah, it. There's exactly. no, there's no way. There's no way. Well, in hindsight, that's though, why right? like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy. I, I, I wrote my scripts a year ago before this shit ever happened. <laughs> well, you, you have the <laughs> choice so to never happy. use it though. That's what's beautiful about it. You could literally write and build things the old way. You know, and you'd yeah. at this point in time, if you do that, you're considered old world. I would say, yeah. I think so. Um, Which is not I a bad thing. Also, it's it's yeah. it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I kind of like to sit right there at the you know at the on, on the fence, I guess, between the old and the new. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like you know, like the first thing you do, you kind of have to, or at least like that's my kind of. Uh, process and my code you kind of have to do it the old way um the first thing you do um so for the next thing i who knows i might let the whole a, a damn robot write the film <laughs> shit uh, yeah. it's it's the same it's the same as i said uh, for 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 unreal engine you know mm-hmm. like i would never use it and then here i am like that's that's my my tool of choice now yeah um but um but no, like seriously, like the, I, I think there's you know when you when you do something, you know the old way, first time around, and like you really learn you know how it's done properly, and then you know you you kind of because you have the advantage of new new technology coming in, you you can find ways to kind of mix between the two, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I guess um, I've used Unreal so far, um, and uh, why it worked out so well for me, I guess. Um, I can see you embracing this thing. Honestly, I can see I could see you I could see you writing it and embracing it just like you have with everything you've been doing, which cuz I, I I think it probably needs time to be honest. Mm. Um it's 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 not something like at the moment I feel very um very kind of repulsed mm-hmm. um to the whole thing. Did you play to, video to games growing up? Using it. Did you play video games? I did. I did. What yeah, what games yeah, like yeah. Super Nintendo kind of stuff or Nintendo or I'm going back to no, the original stuff, that. like the original, original. Like, where were the first the super, games? super old school yeah, stuff? Yeah. So, no, I, I never had a console growing okay. up. Um, my my uh, siblings, or like my cousins, you would call them, um, they had like a Sega, okay. Sega Mega, mm-hmm. uh, Sega Genesis. So that was like a bunch of, I think it was Sega. Yeah. Well, what's a game that Sega comes Genesis to mind probably, that from yeah. your childhood that you used to play all the time? Uh, Prince of Persia on uh, on like the, one of the early uh, what what was it what was it back then it was uh, uh, what do you call them Jesus Christ PlayStation my brain is, my brain is freezing no 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 it was it was like a PC but it was uh, before oh. before Windows uh, oh shit that's back them? in the day I don't even know but let's, it's 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 like it's like a compu- it's like a desktop computer basically it's like I think it's like a, the name isn't the numbers um, Tangerine or something it's like that. A, or? 
Pentium or something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, Shit, dude. Fuck that brings maybe me back. Pentiums. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had those growing up, but uh, yeah, Prince of Persia probably was uh, the the 2D one was when I've never the played one that. I enjoyed. Okay, well, yeah. okay. Let's put you back to that stage of your life, and you're playing this, and let's consider that life can be a somewhat of a game, right? It's navigating yeah. these things, and that's why I think games are so successful because they're a direct mirror of who we are and what we do and how we process life. Let's put you back there, and if I say, hey, I got this key command that will give you God mode and will let you just slay everything, I think you'd probably at the time go, yeah, yeah let, me, let me try that out, and then you'd do it and go, oh, this is so much easier, but then the next day you would go, oh, I kind of want to play this game and, and deal with it. You, you might not even know that, but you might, and I think that's what it's doing is stripping us from that thing where it's just like, this is something that I like to do, even though it's hard, and I might bitch and complain about yeah. it and throw the controller there's still a thing about a good, this, you know. Yeah, it's a good it's a good analogy. The the God mode in, in games. Yeah, yeah. well, the, that's yeah. what this AI um, stuff is giving you God mode in a lot of ways, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, sometimes if it's a, if it's a story driven game and you've played it a bunch of times and you 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 feel like oh I want to play it again but I don't feel like going through the motions of it I just want to play it for the story so you turn on the God mode and uh, you just run through it for the story yeah. and get your I watched a lot of videos of people playing games because I'm like, I don't even want to play it. I just want to watch this person play it. (laughs) Actually, Simone, my my buddy who composes a lot of my work, he's incredible. He he got me turned on to this like whole thing with this guy called um, Summoning Salt is his web is his uh, YouTube channel. But he does these incredible documentaries about um, speed runs through video games. Oh, nice. It's so yeah. fucking crazy how gnarly it gets when people get like down to the 0.01% like uh second. Yeah. Dude, it's insane. It's so cool. Summoning did, did, did he do did he do the one uh, with the getting over it? Uh maybe. Which which one? Which game is do, it? Do, do, do you know do you know well, that's the name of the game, it? Getting Over It. Um Do you know that? Maybe. Dude, I'll, I'll send you. It's Please. like it's like no, I I so is, is he the one doing the commentary or commentary. does he bring other people? Yeah, well, he's, he's okay, basically cool. no, he's just tracing like, oh, this is like the world record of like Mario Kart or this is the world record of Castlevania. And I'm like, okay, and these are no, games no, no, that I grew up on. Guy. So I'm like, fuck, this is so crazy. It's, it's, it, it's a different guy. I'll send you this. This is a new game, a recent game. Uh, do you remember like back in the day it was this game called Quop? Uh, uh, no. It's like a runner on a track, mm-hmm. and it's basically like Q, W, or whatever the letters are, and like each letter on your keyboard is controlling a different limb. Ah, uh, okay. So your goal is to just run, basically, <laughs> but it's it's like it's fucking impossible. You just can't <laughs> even start because it's so it's so like it's the brilliant concept for a game. So getting all getting over it is like a new version of that. Yeah. It's like a guy in a pot mm. and he has a hammer. Mm. And you just need to swing the hammer in the perfect place. You just need to get to the top of this thing. But it's like you can't even, you know, you can't even like move. It's so ridiculous. And there's a commentary on the speed run, which what well, like you like the whole concept of the game is like it's so ridiculous that like you can't even move like ten feet. Um, but there's this one guy who speed runned it in like two minutes. Mm. The whole thing. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's a it's like a two minute guy. commentary from the from the original game designer of that game. Mm. Like he watches it and comments on it. It's wonderful. I love it's that. A, it's amazing. I'll send you that link. It's it's it's, it's getting great. over it. I love um, that. Yeah, there's there's so many things. Yeah. But anyways, I think again when I'm watching these because I got, I started getting addicted to it and then I also I got really into like cycling and like time trialing and all that stuff. And I love that my body, yeah. my mind going into deep pain to overcome time and battling myself. And I just find that maybe again, I, I don't know. I these thoughts keep running through my head, and and 
but a lot of it's just like I love that this technology exists but I also realize that it's not the answer for me necessarily but it is interesting though um, and like I said if you become a director and a creator where you're an omnipotent being where you don't need the help of anybody then are you what are you are you happy you know like I mean because a lot of your value I think comes from collaboration yeah yeah I, I personally wouldn't yeah that that's definitely not my thing like I I, I I feel like I thrive in collaboration and that's that's something that's um, that, that that's at the core um, of the process and uh, I, I, I would not change that for for anything really mm-hmm. um, the whole you know this journey this you know what is it now it's it's a 13 14 year journey at this point mm-hmm. is is always been to you know be able to do this with friends and to be able to do it you know quote unquote for real <laughs> yeah but you're um, doing it for real and uh, but yeah, i know you're saying well, yeah, on a bigger well, scale the, we all want this Nolan scale, yeah, yeah. new kind of yeah, yeah. you know it's like this romantic yeah. idea that we have you know we're like yeah, oh once yeah, i get yeah. there and i have this hollywood money is like nah it's and those yeah, guys are yeah. looking down and they're going, I wish I was in your position. <laughs> the grass is always greener, I think, you know. So. It's weird. Yeah, the grass is always greener, man. Like it's, it's, I don't know, like there's been so, like the question that I asked you earlier about like, you know, the parts of the process that you would take on board. I mean, yeah, again, like some of the stuff that Unreal offers me now with, with all these kind of, um, with the workflow and the efficiency like that's the stuff like we don't do that like that that's not done in animation like that's that's like a it's not efficient like it's not it's or it's viewed as not efficient uh, in in like the studio system like you can't just record mocap and figure it out later you kind of have to pre-plan everything mm-hmm. um but that i i kind of feel like just just being able to do that with unreal now and approach the cinematography like you would approach live action like that's that brings such a such an immense value to the process of filmmaking that I absolutely like want to do that, and yeah. that's like how we're how we're planning it right now. Even though it's you know for the if beckoning you were project, to plan right? it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if you were to plan it like in a traditional sense to you know pre-plan everything, board, previs, whatever it is, so that you you are the most efficient with your days and your shooting. Um, that that would probably be kind of more efficient production wise, but I, I I firmly believe that this being able to have this flexibility will benefit the project uh, in the long run. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how we're approaching it. I, I I want to repeat the experience that I had on irradiation that I've never had. Like I've never had it. Even on beckoning on the on the little um, proof of concept that we did recently, I didn't have the same experience that I did on on uh, beckoning. Like we had to pre-plan that one and we had to. Uh, you know, pre-visit and all of that stuff, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I'm I'm so so and so like you, what you said, like the grass is greener on the other end. I'm so jealous on the live action workflows that I want to bring as many of them as possible in the, in the animation workflow. Sure. Um, and um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I didn't have that on irradiation, I think it would be a different film. Um, but some wonderful things happen. You know, just by by being able to explore basically in the scene. And, uh, well, every day you get up and you get at it, you know, and it shows in your work because you just get up and you make <laughs> it happen, and you find people that have like minds around you, and you surround yourself with that. And I think that's really the brilliance of you and your work as well. And I think that's what makes you 
special in this space and a big inspiration. I'm like literally getting a Rococo suit and like, I was like, Oh wow, this meta human <laughs> mask, you know, like all of this stuff. I, I, you know, it's, it's a big inspiration for me personally. I'm sure for everybody listening as well. One, the, one there's two questions I have that I like to try and resolve the podcast with, cause we can go on for hours, which I love. And we should just come back anytime you want. Of course, you're always welcome here. Two questions. One's the thing, one thing that you're most thankful for at this current state in your life. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's probably going to be health. I mean, yeah, health and family. If that, if that, Beautiful, um, if I can chuck, chuck those two in. I said one, um, but it's okay. Yeah. I <laughs> healthy can, family. I, I can't. <laughs> healthy, healthy family. Yeah. That, that, that works as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that would probably be, um, the one, um, well. When health and family are both good, then an artist yeah. can really thrive. <laughs> a person can really yeah. thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, was there, did you already ask the second one? The or, second uh, one, sorry. The second question oh, no, is, yeah. this is something I've been trying to do, and you probably caught it from the last mm. episodes, is who yeah. would you nominate yeah. for a podcast <laughs> if I can bring them on? And I'll try my best, but yeah. Don't go crazy with me here. Like Tom Cruise or something like <laughs> <laughs> not Santa Claus here, but yeah. Um, Is there somebody you think like I, would be really good to get deep into conversation with? I, yeah. Uh, I think it would be great, uh, and I, I I hope uh, I hope he doesn't mind uh, nominating him because I've I've only ever met him once briefly, uh, but. Um, uh, Doug Alexander is uh, one of the uh, directors from uh, Blizzard. Um, and he he directed one of my favorite game cinematics of all time, which is uh, Diablo Four, um, both Diablo Four cinematics actually, the one that recently dropped and the one from like two years ago, I think. Um, that was like a nine minute thing, and that's um, I always say like you know my my, my whole thing is. You know, I, I work in animation, but I'm really infatuated with films. Like that's kind of where I want to be and what I want to do. Um, and I never really kind of um, growing up, like animation wasn't like this huge part of my life, uh, uh, but uh, video games were and uh, game cinematics is, is something that, you know, funny enough, I kind of fell into that place. Um, and uh, that Diablo 4 cinematic is just like some of the most fantastic work I've, I've seen. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, and I had a, I had a pleasure of speaking to him once um, at this kind of round table thing. But um, that was mostly me talking and now I'd, I'd really want to hear his side of the story <laughs> and uh, his perspective on things. Wonderful. Um, Do you know how to get in touch so, with him? So, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can potentially, um, probably put you two guys in, in touch. But, uh, but yeah, that that'd, that'd be wonderful. I, I, I'd really be interested in hearing about um, his process um, more. I'll make sure if I can get him on that I let you know, and then you give me some questions to kind of fish into that. And so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and lastly, <laughs> I know you have so many things going on. I know beckoning is this project that you're pushing forwards and and champion right now. Is there anything else that you can think of that you would love to share with the world that you're doing that you're excited about or motivated about or want to share that you're doing? Yeah, uh, beckoning. I mean, we haven't really talked about that um, as much. We kind of, I guess, um, touched upon it in a few other places. But, uh, 
Yeah, that that's that's been a long while in the in not necessarily a long while in the making, but just kind of building myself up to the point where I'm I, I feel comfortable with tackling a feature length animated film, which is still something that uh, sounds very scary when I say it out loud, but a lot of the groundwork has already been set, so we're just kind of um, gearing up towards what's going to hopefully be the next um, two or three years of my life. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so that's uh, that's that's something that's that's obviously like very very exciting, um, and uh, there's still a lot of work to be done um, to get this thing lifted off the ground. But um, that's that's where I'm focusing all of my kind of uh, attention and energy on at the moment. So. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what's uh, what's happening now, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, if we keep on doing this uh, every five years, Ash. Uh, hopefully, hopefully by the next time we do, <laughs> hopefully by the next time we do this, we have like a thousand projects done by then. Well, hopefully by the, well, I, I hope I'll, I'll have one done by then, and uh, AI and, is going to just take over. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully I, ha- I, I I'll have just one, and hopefully you'll have one as well so we can all that'd be nice yeah, yeah we we can all we can all we can we can reconvene and share our experiences with you know how 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 it works on the longer format side of things and uh how much ai was helpful or, or how much it, it, it you know screwed us over um yeah but uh <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i definitely appreciate you in this space again you've been a big inspiration to me and many people here I know that I don't speak just for myself. And so thank you for doing what you're doing, being so prolific, embracing technologies and working forwards and kind of, you know, bringing forth your ideas and also being so transparent with your process. You're a natural giver and a teacher and a motivator. So I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, celebrating Sava with the rest of us. <laughs> well, thank. The, those are again like the, the the kind words that I don't know how to respond to. So <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give you. I'll give you a virtual hug. Uh, as virtual as hugs. yeah, but <laughs> but thank you. Likewise, uh, thank you as well for for having me again and uh, for all the things you've done um, throughout you know the career and uh, inspiring me uh, to to be here. So that's. Uh, something I can I can potentially n- never repay uh, but uh, next time uh, Thai food is on me uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can yeah <laughs> yeah yeah awesome. or 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 some local Serbian stuff if you if you manage to oh, find yeah. your way in my neck of the woods so uh, uh, we'll, we'll do that yeah <laughs> I can't wait I'm looking forward to that yeah. thank you so much bud I hope no. you have a wonderful day and, and thank you for everything thanks Ash um, yeah <laughs> Cheers, Sam. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man.